What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 164 of the Taste of Cast, or weekly podcast where we talk about all things gaming. My name's Seth, and joining me today is Chevy to my left to your right. Chevy, hopefully you're doing good. Hopefully you're ready to talk about all the things that we haven't talked about in the last week. Um, real quick, did you hear about Sony investing $1.6 billion, I believe, or $1.4 billion, something like that, into Epic? And what do you think they're up to? <clears throat> I, I did hear about that. It was on a list of like three companies that have invested like a huge amount. Into the yeah, company. Lego was one, I think. I can't remember. I just yeah. remember seeing there was like three companies that that recently put a chunk of money into it. And this is the third time I think Sony's invested mm. in Epic now. Uh, three years in a row or something like that. Yeah, this is a chunk though. Yeah, no, it's the biggest. Yeah, I saw a thing where it showed like the, sm- the first one and it was small. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then a little bigger and then like a big jump on the third one. So... It's how much people going like, uh, was there even stocks to buy between Tim Sweeney and Tencent? Because I guess Tim Sweeney owns like over 50% of the, the stocks or some shit, the shares. And uh, Tencent owns like a huge chunk of them as well. Yeah, of course they do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, as far as like what they're up to, I mean, that's really kind of hard to say because um, Epic does a lot of different things, even though like. You don't really see a lot of it, you know, mm-hmm. like they, they make the engine, I would say at this point. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's arguably, arguably been the engine since Unreal 3. Yeah. And uh, Unreal 5 just came out and I think kind of blew everyone's mind. So yeah. um, that probably helped an in investment. Um, I do know Sony um, along, it, this is a weird comparison, but even like Square and Sony and stuff like that. A lot of like these Japanese companies have started um flirting with putting their games on epic game store as well mm-hmm. um and i do know a large incentive that obviously is higher profit margins and then you know anything else that uh technologies and stuff like that that epic is making because even within unreal engine 5 they have like this crazy extra things you can do to make uh i mean you have talked about it off off stream but you know like the a good example is like if I wanted this can in the game, I could just literally take my phone with Quixel, yeah, and just walk around with the camera, and it will model it and done, it's mm. just done. So it's insane. Yeah, yeah. The first thing I think of is um, Sony doesn't really have a huge uh, PC presence, mm. and there are only three avenues they could go through for that: is Valve, Epic, or Microsoft. They're not going to go through Microsoft. Uh, Valve, I think, would be smart, but like you said, they've already invested in Epic, and I don't think Epic's a bad investment because, I mean, not that PlayStation's going to have a whole lot to do with Fortnite outside of maybe some PlayStation Plus deals uh, over on PlayStation, but um, uh, Unreal Engine, uh, every, every, especially now, everyone's going to be using it. You're already seeing a lot of people hopping over to it mm-hmm. from their prior projects. Um, not a big surprise considering that Unreal is used by everyone has been for a long, long, long time, but Unreal 5 is like real tempting with what they're showing off and how easy that it seems like even you or I could make a game with it, let alone anyone who knows what they're doing. Um, but also, uh, the Epic game store, um, it it seems like a good, good investment for, for PlayStation, uh, in that sense, because, um, you know, whatever their plans are for PC, um, that would be, uh, you know, one of the three you'd want to, one of the three companies you'd want to hop into, and uh, and uh, they have a platform for that. It's not as good as, as Steam, um, um, in my opinion, but uh, 
but you know, it's, it's pretty decent, but, uh, to invest in it for its engine as well, makes complete sense to have that kind of partnership, uh, in some ways, um, you know, minorly, uh, to get or some even in- just as an investment period. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're going to get something from it. Um, but I think it also strengthens relations and if they want to start, uh, I don't want them to do this, but I could see them releasing Sony exclusives possibly on the Epic game store, which would, I guess not affect you too much because you can still play their games on PS five. Mm. But, um, you know, you and many people I know refuse to buy things on Epic game store. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing to see because, um, at the end of the day, it could just be an investment. Yeah. But, um, I do think, uh, you know, over a billion dollars is quite the investment. Um, and so I, I'm wondering if they are trying to get a foothold in on uh, a place to start uh, releasing uh, Sony products on PC. Um, if they're interested in metaverse type stuff, I think this is a great place. I think every uh, is, but yeah. At this point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, the people who make Unreal Engine, yeah. um, who have a storefront, who have Fortnite, a huge social hub in that sense, um, it's it's... It's a good place to be located uh, in terms of, um, um, I guess, corporate relationships. Mm. So uh, it's very interesting. And also to all the people out there who are like, oh, Sony's Sony's broke. They don't got money to invest in things. Well, they didn't even buy a company. They just invested over a billion dollars in somebody. So um, I don't know why people think Sony, a huge, gigantic uh, world company. Second largest gaming publisher in the world yeah outside of all the electronics they sell um doesn't have money to invest in things it's really it's really a weird thing um but yeah we don't have a whole lot of info on what what it means but uh, it's easy to kind of speculate um especially with the splash that epic has made recently showing off um unreal engine 5 so uh it is kind of timely in that sense as well but uh i guess we'll find out down the road apparently also they've been saying that um there are other acquisitions in the works right now so mm-hmm. um we will be hearing about that later i think um which is uh cool but also kind of scary because we've been pretty vocal about not wanting acquisition wars so um yeah i just don't think it's good for the uh for competition i don't either but i also think uh gaming as a landscape is changing because the big three is dead uh nobody likes ea or ubisoft uh Activision Blizzard's no more. Essentially, it's under somebody else. And uh, all these different, like, big-name individuals who worked for certain developers have all left, and they're all making their own companies. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're going to get in this like new, weird place where are they all going to get acquired? Or, you know, they all got to prove themselves again? Um, I, I think gaming as a whole is... It's uh, like when everyone started making their own beers and then like the big companies like Budweiser and stuff yeah. like that are buying It's exactly that. Yeah, that. that's happening right now in gaming. Um, it's a really interesting time for that. Um, so, yeah. Speaking of um, speculative things, uh, you, you have you seen... You remember like the NVIDIA leak, the list, right? Yeah, it's all true. Everything is like so far has been accurate on that which is fucking crazy to yeah be so we can assume we're gonna get a final fantasy tactics titanfall 3 titanfall 3 oh, i assume at some point we're gonna get that but um, it was on the list but it's on the so. list and the list has not been wrong so um 
Chrono Cross just came out. Chrono Cross. That was on that list. Yeah, I was hoping yeah. for more from that, but uh, it's true. It was real. So, um, oh, Final Fantasy Nine. Nine, yeah. It was on that list. Um, I think I said remake, though. For Nine and Tactics, is it remake, yeah. not remaster? Which, which would is be crazy, yeah. Both those games <laughs> would be such very a weird happy. one. I love yeah, it, but that's a weird one. Yeah. Well, that one's like a, like a, a sleeper hit. I'm more and more I hear people say how much they love Nine. I'm like, where yeah, were you guys at back when it I came out? I also know a lot of people who do not like that one, too. So it's, it, that's uh, It sucks, because that one's so, like like different yeah than all the mainline final fantasies so um anyways i just i figured i'd bring that up real quick in case it's yeah. people listening haven't heard about that there's a you know this list that it's been a while now since it leaked but uh it has not been wrong so far so uh and there's some other big names on there i think there's like another resident evil title on that list and there's something else too from another big company it's pretty insane yeah we should maybe do an episode where we go through that list and kind of check mm-hmm. off all things that have been right and what could be coming. That'd be interesting. Cause I remember when it first came out, that was the other one. Yeah. Which we will be watching today. So yeah. stay tuned for that. Uh, but that was also correct. Yeah. Um, and even though I saw that on that list, I was actually surprised to see that kingdom hearts four got announced. I was Same. Like, what the fuck? So we I'm will, we will discuss that when we get to that in this episode. So stay tuned. Um, but yeah, uh, anything else you want to say on the Sony, investment very interesting let us know in the comments what do you guys think about what sony's doing with that investment do you think it's just to invest in another company do you think it's to get a foothold in on a pc um do you think they have plans to do anything with epic possibly um let us know what you think about in the comments below all right so this is sadly the first tasty cast of the month uh we delayed it about a week my apologies i've been feeling under the weather you can probably hear it in my voice and uh yeah, I'm feeling a little better now, though, So, uh, and everyone's all good, and we're all ready to, to talk about things, but uh, yeah, so we, uh, we're we doing the first taste cast, and with the first taste cast, we have to discuss game releases. Uh, luckily, uh, in April, game releases are pretty slim, and uh, normally, any other year, I'd be like, oh, man, it's not a whole lot of games coming out, but I'm very, very okay with the lack of games coming out in April. Same. So we're going to read this list. We're going to talk about our hype and possibly not hype or concerns or something like that with the games on this list, and we'll move on with our lives. Um, okay, so it's April, in case you don't know. Uh, April 5th, we got Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, which came out on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. So it came out on everything. Uh, on April 5th as well, we got MLB The Show 22, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and Switch. It's interesting to see Xbox One. Well, I guess PS4 is on there as well. Uh, April 7th, we got Chrono Cross The Radical Dreamers Edition out on Switch. Which NPC NPC yeah this list is uh <laughs> is missing that it's definitely on there I almost bought it uh April seventh we got as well the House of the Dead remake for Switch and then April seventh we got Godfall Ultimate Edition uh coming out on or came out on PS4 PS5 Xbox One Xbox Series uh and PC and this is just now coming out on Xbox so uh, fellow Xbox mm-hmm. players. Make sure to check that game out. Uh, April 12th, we got 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim uh, on Switch. Then on April 20th, we got quite the jump there. Uh, Star Wars The Force Unleashed comes out on Switch. Congratulations, anybody who wanted to play that on Switch. April 25th, we got Zombie Army 4 Dead War coming out on Switch. Curious to see how that plays. Uh, April 27th, we have the Stanley Parable 
Ultra Deluxe on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. And then as well on April 27th, we have Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt on PS5 and PC. And then last but not least, we have on April 29th, Nintendo Switch Sports on Switch. Chevy, what games are calling to you? Um, I am eventually going to pick up a Chrono Cross. Um, I just, uh, same with the games that came out last month. I'm not buying any games until I plan to play them at this point. Um, just been to my strategy. hopefully avoid spending money that I don't need to spend at the time. Um, but uh, I am curious to pick up Chrono Cross. I'm also kind of curious to pick up Nintendo Switch Sports because uh, I, I think if Nintendo does something right, it's usually that kind of stuff. I, yeah. It's always really fun. It's like ridiculous it sounds like even like the clubhouse games is awesome so um yeah they're really good about those like um kind of like family games uh and then something to be a little more active is always appreciated so oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) currently uh trying to get my health in check and uh do all all the active things and eating better stuff like that so i definitely need more games like that in my life um yeah anything else that's it yeah not a whole lot to pick from here. I mean, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga is interesting because it's like all three trilogy, trilogies, but I'm not the biggest Lego fan, so um, probably won't pick that up, but uh, I'll play it when it comes out on PlayStation Plus. Uh, Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition, I do want to pick up. I've been hearing some negative things about it, but you can't please everybody. Um, but it looks really clean. I watched a video that compared uh, the original to the new version, and it's very much cleaned up. Um, so it's pretty cool looking. Uh, House of the Dead remake, I'm curious about because I'm, I was really into House of the Dead and House of the Dead Two. Three wasn't that great, and then I mean just they're, they're just on rail shooters, so something special, uh, especially for anyone who maybe is uh, young enough to have not played games like that back in the past. But so you don't play on Switch real easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, f- fucking on the original Xbox, I had like the light guns for House of the Dead 2, and it was a blast, but then like later on when I try to get rid of them, you can't sell those peripherals because nobody fucking wants them. Yeah. So I was like, I will never buy peripherals for anything again. I was fucking lying because I bought all these VR peripherals, but at least I can still use those. Um, Plus, you could probably actually sell those. Probably, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm curious about that. I'd love to replay through those again. They're small and fun games, but uh, I think the Switch is the perfect medium for those because with uh, Joy-Cons, you can probably just aim and shoot and you don't have to invest. It's it's the perfect situation for that. So And they're, they're remakes. It'd be kind of cool to see that uh, redone. Uh, Godfall Ultimate Edition. Godfall is our game of the month, so make sure to play that and uh, come back at the end of the month and talk with us about what we think of it. Uh, I already own this, so I think... I think Ultimate Edition is like you buy it and you get the the DLC that came out uh, after it and all the new stuff, which you get anyway. So I'm pretty much already have this. Um, and we'll be discussing that at the end of the month. Uh, 13 Sentinels I have on PS4. I need to play it. So I will not be buying it on Switch, but maybe I should. Um, you already own it. Don't do that. Yeah, True. Are you on most of these? Uh, I guess the only one that's like new that I'm kind of curious about is Nintendo Switch Sports. Um, I think Wii Sports was a lot of fun. I wasn't even a big fan of the Wii, but that was like undoubtedly like a, a fun game. Yeah. Like 
uh, undeniably a fun game. Every, everybody enjoyed that game. So uh, I think it's crazy they're just now releasing something like that on Switch. But with it, two content updates in the future for it, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, who's going to complain if it's fun? So uh, definitely curious about that. Um, that game like that, though, I'm surprised like they didn't like bundle with the switch but apparently they didn't need to because the fucking thing sold like hotcakes so um it still is yeah. um so yeah that's pretty much where i stand otherwise uh everything else is looking pretty meh to me and uh that's completely fine because i'm still recovering from the last two months so i'm okay with uh not having to buy brand new games i still want to play uh tiny tina's wonderlands i haven't picked that up because i don't got the fucking time to play that shit either so um when i get the time i'll pick that up and uh maybe Nintendo Switch Sports, Chrono Cross, and House of the Dead remake. Anything else? Mm. All right, short and sweet. Uh, let us know in the comments what do you guys think about the games coming out in April. What games are you picking up? What games have you already picked up? What games are you thinking about? What games are you absolutely not picking up? And if there's any games that was not on this list that you'd like to throw out there as a recommendation, uh, or maybe you want to see us play them and we talk about them, uh, let us know in the comments below. All right, let's jump into what we've been playing, where we talk about games that we've been playing lately. I'll start first, because my list is very short. Um, So I've pretty much played all the games that we're obligated to play this month already. Uh, In case you don't know, uh, on PlayStation Plus, we got Slay of the Spire, Hood Outlaws and Legends, SpongeBob, uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom, Rehydrated, um, and we'll be discussing those on Plus Clubs. Make sure to play those. And then game of the month is Godfall. I've played all those. Um, I can't really talk about them because we're talking about them at the end of the month. But a couple things I want to just kind of throw out there. Um, If you played Hood back when it came out and you haven't played this yet on PlayStation Plus, I want to let you know they've added a purely co-op mode. Um, They originally had uh, the versus mode in the game. And that's not the only mode now. You can just play with your friends in a co-op mode without playing against another team. So if that sounds interesting to you, uh, download on PlayStation Plus and then come back at the end of the month and tell us what you thought of it. And we're going to definitely talk about that. And they've also added a uh, fifth, fifth or sixth new character. There's a new character. It's a chick with like a fucking, um, like a falchion or a scimitar or something like that. And she's like a support character. So again, if you played this in the past, maybe you're like me and you dropped it, or maybe you played back then and you stopped playing organically, um, <clears throat> might be a reason to come back. Uh, so yeah, check that out. Uh, Slay the Spire, played that as well. Played it on my PS5, and then I played it on my phone, because uh, I have it on my phone. So I will definitely be able to talk about that at the end of the month. I've already put the time in on that. And in fact, I've already put in quite a bit of time on Hood as well, so... Um, take that as you will. Uh, played Battle for Bikini Bikini Bottom. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. I found out that that was a PS2 game originally. Unless it wasn't. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. And I put a lot of time into Godfall, which I can't talk about. So, uh, But real quick, uh, the update is out for Godfall as of right now. Um, that is our game of the month. We'll talk about it. Uh, they've added... Um, Oh, God, I forgot what they're called. Shards. There's four shards per uh, Valor Plate now, which are essentially uh, moves, abilities for your Valor Plate, and you can have two activated at once. Um, so definitely check that out. If you still have the... You should have still have the Challenger Edition if you uh, download that for PlayStation Plus. All right, so the only game I've played recently that I can even talk about uh, is Ghostwire Tokyo. 
Um, about a week ago, I beat it. I beat it in 13 and a half hours. So pretty short run. Definitely more to do in the game than 13 hours. I think I did a good mix of side quests and sticking to the main quest. Um, and there is replayability. Um, so I'll throw that out there. Um, in case somebody's like, oh, that's not very long at all. Um, and without going into the story, because I don't want to spoil that for anybody who potentially might want to play it, um, I really liked it. I thought it was a cool game. It has a couple shortcomings. I'll talk about that in a sec. But uh, the things I love about the game is uh, Tango Gameworks is really good at making games that other people with their capabilities will not make. They also make very Japanese games, which I really like. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo is a first-person shooter, I guess. Um, <laughs> it is the coolest, the coolest, absolutely coolest Tokyo I've ever experienced in a video game. It is gorgeous-looking and fun to explore. Um, I absolutely adore the way this game looks. It's such a fucking cool-looking game. Um, from the the scenery, the buildings, the, the tight alleyways that are intricately uh, uh, detailed, um, to the big open sprawling areas, not really sprawling. They're empty. There's no one around. Um, but you know, they once were, uh, a really cool looking game. When you're up on skyscrapers, uh, you can see like the city just shrouded in fog and it's just such a cool visual that I've never seen another game. Um, combat's cool but also a complaint of mine um there's three abilities those abilities can be upgraded and they do change so it's not just stuck to one thing but there are like three abilities um so that's something i would like to see in possibly a ghostwire 2 um maybe expanded upon on that note as well the enemy types are very cool looking they're very anime very japanese um i love their animations uh, but there's not a lot of them. There's not a lot of uh, enemy types, so that feels a bit limited as well. Um, there's a bunch of dogs and cats all over the city, and you can read their minds and communicate with them. And the dogs will do cool things like give you shit, and you can follow them, and they'll find things for you. Um, that's a really cool feature. Um, and yeah, the story the story's pretty good. I like that it's it's pretty straightforward. It, it's it's absolutely an anime. The whole game's just an anime. Um, I'm not going to talk about it though, but I, I do dig that it deals with the idea of, um, loss, forgiveness, dealing and coping with loss, letting go that kind of stuff in, in death. Um, it's, it's got some cool themes going on. Um, the acting is really well done, which is nice. Um, yeah, gameplay's cool. A lot of it is just uh, main quest and side quest stuff. Um, a lot of really cool visual stuff is done that I won't spoil. Um, but if you played Evil Within and Evil Within 2, you're not going to be surprised by it. Um, this wasn't directed by Shinji Mikami, but it was done by... He's like a second-in-command guy. Mm. He's like assistant director guy. This is his project, so it doesn't feel exactly like what you'd expect from um, their prior games. But... Uh, um, it definitely has has its own flair going on. That's uh, that's really cool. Um, it's supposed to be like a hand, handing down the torch sort of thing, though, isn't it? Cause he yeah, because I, I yeah, I think he said he's leaving, which uh, I don't know where the fuck he's going because he he started that shit. Um, and I want an Evil Within three for sure. I fucking love Evil Within. Uh, and yeah, the 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 visual aesthetic of the game is so fucking cool. The combat with your hands is really fucking cool. I read a thing recently too. 
that they were saying, like they were like practicing in real life. And they're like, is this too much? Does this look cool or does this look like stupid? And they were doing all these hand things or whatever. And uh, <laughs> and I'm glad they went through that process because I'm playing the game the whole time. I'm like, this looks so fucking cool. I'm to do the real bungee gum. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it, it looks really cool. I think the visual style of the hand, the hands doing the abilities and the whole strings getting pulled, ripping things apart is a really cool visual style, especially this game could just like, because this game could have just had like guns or something yeah. and it would have just been a first person shooter. But this feels more like you're just casting spells uh, in a very Japanese way. And it's, it's really cool. Even your abilities, like your, um, your stun bombs and shit are, um, I forgot what they're called, but those like little, like, um, like Japanese, like, uh, uh, totem things, those little like paper things. Oh yeah. I fucking I'm drawing like, yeah, I forgot what the fuck they're called, but yeah, you use those and, and you have like a limited amount and you can throw those and, uh, do like stuns and, and decoys and stuff like that. Um, which is really cool. This game's also deceptively, it's not too big, which is great, but it's also not as small as it seems. The game starts you out in an area and you're surrounded by fog you can't go outside of. And as you capture Tory Gates, it opens up a new area. And in that area, you'll get like two side quests, that's it. And then you open a new area and you get like two side quests. So it's like responsibly open world, but... It, it feels like you're just walking around alleyways or whatever, but then eventually like you're able to go up on top of buildings and you're like, Oh, the whole city's open. You can go where yeah. the fuck you want. It's just set up in a way that feels intimate. Uh, and also slowly unveiling, um, the world for you to explore. Um, which is great. I think for somebody like you, um, that suffers from the whole, open world i can go over here and get distracted over there and get distracted you can absolutely get distracted in this there's there's a bunch of stuff to find in the city um and uh upgrades for your ammo count for all of your um abilities uh are all over the fucking city um but when it comes to like side quests and stuff it introduces them in increments and not all at once and i think it's a really smart way to stay on track but also Eh, I could do this right now if I want to. And you're not going to be overloaded with like 20 new like generic side quests. These mm-hmm. are all like handcrafted side quests. Um, so it's a really interesting way they went about doing it. And I was thinking about it. Elden Ring kind of did the same thing too. In the sense that like you start here and as you move out further, you kind of like open up uh, areas as you find the, um, I forgot what they're called, the map reveal uh, locations. Maps. Yeah, 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 the maps. Um, and it's kind of a cool way to not just go like, okay, here's you got here. Now here's the whole map. Go figure it out. Like it feels like segmented in a way that, that feels, I guess, more precise to the area you're in and doesn't feel overwhelming as much, even though Elden Ring did feel overwhelming. <laughs> How's that sure. game is fucking huge. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's just kind of a cool way to, uh, unveil the map that I've seen in like two games now. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, because we're Tokyo, uh, definitely worth it. Uh, I definitely enjoyed my time. Definitely a reason to replay as well. There's new game plus, uh, after you beat it. So, or you can stick around and, and do your thing. Um, get all the stuff that you missed. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Don't regret it. Although it does have some weaknesses for sure. Maybe sometimes it sounds like I'm always just going like, hey, all these games are great. All these games are great. This game is great. But also, um, there's some things I would like uh, more of in this game that, uh, that that felt a bit limiting. But overall, the experience was awesome. And I would definitely recommend it to anybody who thinks it looks interesting. Um, but uh, anybody who's looking for a creative first-person shooter, I would highly recommend this to you. Anybody who's into Japanese culture, anime, and um, anything Shinji Mikami's done, I would recommend to you as well. And I would grade this game... Fuck. A minus. I was gonna go B plus, but I think it I think it's a little cooler than the B plus. <laughs> Mostly gameplay wise, I would say probably B plus, but but the imagination bumps it up for me because it gave me something I'm not getting from games. So I really enjoyed it. Uh and yeah, that's that's all I've been playing. I can't talk about most stuff I've been playing, so what have you been playing? Uh I played <coughs> Slay Spire. Can't talk about it. Played SpongeBob. Can't talk about it. Um, I played Smelton Ring. Uh, I've been bouncing between my two characters. I have one that's a magic user and one that is a um, sword and faith user. Um, have not beaten it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you're still playing it. Like yeah. you, haven't, you haven't finished it. My main main character is like a hundred and thirty level one hundred thirty seven now or something like that, and then I have over a hundred hours easy at this point. Yeah, easily. So um, I really like the game, but I I do run into. Um, anyways, watch the channel enough knows I don't play. This is gonna be a weird tie in, but it'll make sense in a second. I don't play horror games because I can't handle being like. Um, I don't like my adrenaline going up, so anytime something like is a jump scare, um, it's not so much as scary as much as like the after effect of me like dealing with the adrenaline I don't like, um, and it gets to me mentally. And so, in soft from soft games, there's usually shit that jumps out at you uh, in tight corridors and stuff like that. And so, I have to like mentally check myself in for that kind of stuff. And uh, last time I tried playing it, I, I just wasn't mentally there, so. But, uh, yeah, it's been slow going. That and I struggle with open world games. This game's got a lot of, like, hurdles for me. But um, I think that actually also speaks to how good it is because I'm still playing it. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's as of right now, easily game of the year. I think it's a hard argument against it unless think, you just, like, hate the game for some reason. So. Yeah. Well, I've seen some of those people sneaking out of the woodwork. Yeah, well, you can like what you like. I also know that when things are popular, people just hate them anyway. Oh, yeah, so. 100%. That's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the game is awesome. Um, I would like to beat it. I would like to do New Game Plus, but mostly I want to beat it so I can play other things. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I didn't even touch the fucking New Game Plus because I've just yeah. been enjoying being able to play other games and yeah. being able to beat fucking Ghostwire Tokyo. And, uh, but I do, want, I do want to play it. I want to go back and play New Game Plus because I beat the game. and I, It was like a weight was left. I was like, oh, my God, I could play. I did um, see this one recently <laughs> in the in the any percentage category. Speed ran the game in under seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah, the last I heard, there's like a glitch or something. People are like falling through the map or some shit. Zipping is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've watched the speed run, so um, it is. It, you're not playing the game. You there's no there's no fighting. 
So yeah, um, you're you're effectively just tricking the game to do things. So uh, which I mean, if you can do it, you can do it. Watch though, yeah, for sure. Well, it's amazing people have figured that out. I know it's not just one person figuring everything out. It's like the collection of people. Though the guy who keeps getting the records is the same guy. In over yeah, over well, again. I watched. Yeah. I watched when he was the first guy who got it. Uh, I think it was like thirty minutes the first time or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Now it's down to he 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 thought seven thirty was gonna be his time and then the run where he's saying he's like he's like there's you know you can't get under seven he's like unless you grind out a bunch and he's like i just i don't think i want to do that and then he got 659 he was like freaking out (laughs) so it was cool um anyways yeah the the game is awesome uh and if you play it as intended (laughs) it's more than six minutes seven minutes long so oh yeah um let's see i played um a little bit of a game called vampire survivors um, it's a three dollar game on Steam. Uh, I've almost bought that so many times. It is. Uh, there's a reason so many people are playing it, other than the price. It is. Uh, it's got all the right things to make your brain go. I like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I'm not a huge fan because it's a roguelike, uh, but I could play a match or two. It kind of does the same thing for me as Loop Hero. I just think Loop Hero is uh, a better game for my my brain. Uh, I think that's why it got re- recommended to me back when it was like starting to pick up some steam yeah. on steam. They just an update recently too. They had another character map and weapon or something like that. So hmm. um, I'm sure the guy sold tons making a $3 game. It's getting that kind of attention. So for anybody who doesn't know what it is, you want to explain it. So it is a game where you, you just move your character through maps and there are different characters you can purchase and they come with one starting move. And then the rest of it is all randomly done. Uh, and it's like a top-down, like, pixel art. super retro-style yeah. game. And basically waves of enemies come at you and become increasingly more difficult until you hit 30 minutes, in which case the Grim Reaper comes and kills you, and that's the end of the map. Uh, but that is a success. That's what you're after. So, um, <clears throat> and Then there's, like, passive stuff you can buy with the gold you earn during your runs and uh you know unlock more characters yada 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 you unlock more maps by actually making it to the end of them stuff like that so um it's three bucks i all i would say is just try it like it's the price of buying you know two energy drinks on a good sale so <laughs> yeah i'm about to say if you get like an hour or two out of that which you'll probably get more you got your money's worth so yeah um I'm not in love with it, but it is fun. And I would totally, it, like, yeah, I think most people could play this game because the controls literally is just move and don't get hit by stuff. That's it. That's the controls. Yeah. And then shit's flying out of you, killing things. Yeah. You're just a turret. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, patch 6.1 came out for Final Fantasy 14 as of last night <laughs> or night before as of recording this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, been looking forward to that. Added more story. This is also, a little weird for them because normally we would be doing like cleanup on the the expansion story, but they finished the story for the, like this time, and so this is actually the beginning of a new story. Instead of that being over the course of three patches, it'll be over the course of five patches now, leading to an expansion. So there'll be a lot of build up, which is kind of cool. Mm. Um, I'm not gonna spoil it or anything like that, but uh, it was uh, a lot cooler than I expected it to be. I honestly expected it to be super chill because they keep they be, kept making all these references of like oh it's time to be an adventurer again you know bring the stakes back down yada 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 type of thing and then like 
the stakes aren't really super low. Uh, so uh, that was some gaslighting or something <laughs> there. So that's how they get you. Yeah. Um, also some. I could respect them though, wanting to like bring it down though after some kind of big epic story. I mean, it was funny. The community themselves were kind of worried. Like the story got pretty big in yeah. Walker. Um, and it still has come down a lot, but it's cool because it's connecting uh, fibers to other elements that have been discussed in the game. So it's not completely okay. new. Um, however, the the scene, one of the scenes they show you when they show you kind of like what you're going to be dealing with. Uh, I looked at it, I was like, that is like such a Final Fantasy scene right now. So it was, it was pretty cool. Um, excuse me. I haven't tried the new 24-man uh, raid, which is more the casual raid in the game that anyone can queue up for. Um, I am looking forward to trying it, though, because it covers the um, the gods of the game, which the only time you ever really hear about them outside of like here and there in the story is like in-character creation. It's for pure RP purposes. So, mm. uh, so it's kind of interesting to be able to... to uh, um, I don't know what, how or why you're fighting the gods, but... You, you basically get to fight the gods. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to be. Hmm. Um, if they're actually them or if it's like a simulation or something, who knows? Like I haven't, I haven't touched the story yet. So, um, new PVP mode. Uh, this is kind of like their, we need to try to do something with PVP because no one plays it. Um, so now it is a mode where, um, and anyone who played, you know, a lot of uh, like 5v5 uh, PvP style games is going to be recognized as mode, but there is a crystal and whoever takes control of it, it starts moving towards the other person's base. <laughs> and if it makes it to the other person's side and they, they're they not and they're not attempting to defend it, you win. Oh, you're trying to escort it to the other the team? The payload, yeah. Okay. Um, that is the mode. Uh, there is no Trinity needed. Everyone has a heal. And, uh, the big difference is you just have like a limit break that that's for your job. So that's the big thing you get. Hmm. Um, I haven't tried it yet. Uh, but a free company member, um, scream was playing it all day today, apparently. So he likes it. Is there any PVP specific rewards you get for it? They added a battle pass system. And before that scares anyone off, there's no premium version. You can't buy into it. And the rewards don't go away. They become, they come back later or they become purchasable Okay. after the season's up. So hmm. um, that even interests me. Uh, I, I haven't tried it yet, but it sounds kind of, uh, sounds kind of neat because yeah. it's there. They, they've literally completely revamped PVP system. So it's cool. Um, so I'm hoping it works for them. Uh, and if it works, they're going to implement that system into the old modes that exist. They're just on pause right now while they, focus on this one um it came out with three maps right off the bat too which is kind of cool though they're cycled weekly i believe and then is there anything else the ultimate raid comes out in a couple weeks i will not be participating in that because i don't have a group for that kind of content uh but i'll be watching the world race because it'll be interesting to see so why can't you do it it is the hardest content in the game and um i would have to have Best in slot gear, which involves beating the entire savage savage tier, and uh, and make sure I have a sets. I haven't beat the savage tier yet, so um, gotcha. And then uh, those fights are more of an endurance race because they're usually like twenty minutes long. 
they're big fights. Mm. So, and if you fail, you have to start over. There's no checkpoints. Gotcha. So, yeah. Mm. And you get a title and a glowy weapon that is not, I mean, it will be the best weapon in the game for like a patch cycle. But after that, it's literally just a, Hey, I, I beat that. I did it, yeah. yeah. That's cool though. Yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, they added a couple of small things. Like they added uh, one of the pods from near as a mount now, so now you can be carried around by a pod. It's really easy to obtain. It's just in the gold saucer. Oh, I know you're talking about yeah. Yeah. Um, I bought it as soon as I went to the gold saucer, just because I I generally have a lot of currency for the gold saucer, anyways. And oh yeah, lots of job changes. They fixed my job. I'm very happy about that. White mage uh, <laughs> had mana problems and. Was not doing the damage it was supposed to, and mm-hmm. they fixed both those things. So, thank you. That's good. <laughs> what are the jobs that they fix? Pretty much all of them. And, it, and I don't know about fix. Some of them just got minor tweaks. But uh, some of them got some pretty substantial rework. Not reworks, but, like, uh, changes. Uh, one complaint the community's had for a while is Dark Knight. All tanks have, like, a, a oh, shit button, pretty much, to generally cheese mechanics, but, to, like, to survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dark Knights was kind of funny because like you would take zero damage, but if you weren't healed to full, you'd die anyways. It's called Living Dead. Hmm. So it would happen. You would drop to one hit point, and then the healers had to max get you to your hit points to at least touch max to get the debuff to go away before it killed you. Um, now they get like a vampire effect, and they can help with that. And then there's also a thing um, that happens with that debuff. I didn't read the patch notes too much. I don't play tank, but. Um, they made it easier and less of a burden because the other three tanks don't have like a weird mechanic like that. They just like warrior goes, I don't take any damage. Paladin goes, I don't take any damage. Gunbear goes, I dropped one hit point, but I don't take any damage. Like, but they don't die afterwards. Hmm. So, um, so yeah, uh, that was the only one that was like that. Um, <clears throat> I think the only job they really didn't do much with was Reaper, but that's, that's been kind of like their, we just made this job, so this is kind of the baseline. Everything's going to be built around this. Um, <clears throat> they did give it some adjustment. I think it was an animation lock shortening thing they did to it, but they did the same thing to Dragoon as well. So, Gotcha. Um, what else? They heard of a move on Samurai that aesthetically Samurais are not happy about because you like would flip your sword around a bunch to power up the next move. It was It was just very cool looking, but... They got rid of it and said, your moves just crit automatically. Now you don't need to prep a move to do damage with your next move. Why'd they do that? Reduce button bloat. Mm. They have to do it every once in a while because there's too many buttons. So they, they have to like merge them to get rid of things. And yeah, Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, and they buffed Machinist because it was underperforming this expansion really bad. So. At least they're staying on top of it. Kind of have to. The community will tell them. So. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, it's been uh, nice to play. I was kind of getting the itch to hop back in anyways. I've taken quite a long break from it mm-hmm. and, uh, even playing it like right before the patch, I was like, Oh, yep. I'm ready to be playing this again. <laughs> so, so that's kind of nice. Um, outside of that, I haven't really played anything though. So I think Lost Ark either has, or is getting an update soon. That's adding. It did recently add a raid. Uh, and then I think they have another one coming out. It's like Southern Vern or something like that. I think that's one that did come out. They're adding like a whole, yeah. 
Play I can't remember. I've been I've been keeping up with that game because uh, it's just going to be in constant catch up mode until it catches up with the Korean version, anyways. Yeah. Um, plus, I, I and I still want to play the game. Um, I do, I think it's a fun game to play, but after seeing how the end game works in that game, I will never invest a lot of time in that game. So. Yeah, that was kind of a sentiment I was seeing from a lot of people as we all hit uh, the end game. Because mm. um, I thought it was fun, but at the same time, it did feel like a wall. Um, and uh, yeah, I would like to see them maybe reformat it. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely incentivizes either paying or grinding. Um, yeah, I don't. Which want... I expected, mm-hmm. but I don't want to do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, that the, simple. The, I don't have anything negative. The to say. content, the playable content's fun, mm-hmm. but the way they have it set up to progress um, doesn't feel worth it. Because you start doing the the content that you want to do for fun, but after a certain point, you don't get anything for it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'd rather just go play something else, I guess, until I can actually get progression from this. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a game I would like to hop back into um, as well. But, uh, yeah, Endgame, I think, needs some some tweaks. They need to, to fine-tune it. Yeah, I mean, they're going to do a little bit, obviously, to try to keep uh, Western audiences interested. But it's also just kind of fundamentally the way their Endgame works, too. So the yeah. thing we're missing is, like, Korea and, and Russia, for example, have versions of catch-up mechanics um, that we don't have, and so they have better ways to gr- to spend time to grind than we do. Um, so mm. I think once they add that stuff to our version, it'll probably make it a little more appealing to actually grind stuff out. Because right now we're pretty limited in our way of grinding. So yeah, but yeah, um, I mean, it's a cool enough game. I like I have like I said, I don't really have any complaints about it. But um, I'm I'm just spoiled. I guess Final Fantasy 14 is just such a well-oiled machine so yeah yep and i have a uh an eso expansion to look forward to when that comes out and uh i think all wars 2 is gonna have a new expansion as well so i heard they had a player bump recently and i think there might be a lot of people who played lost art because lost arts numbers dropped drastically recently um and i think that's just because people hit the wall at the end right yeah um i don't think it has anything negative to say about the game as much as the way people play games they they binge them the same way people i've been so i I got to end game really fast so if you're not hanging out casually in the game you're gonna go play something else and i think people were just looking for another mo and guild wars 2 has gotten a lot of attraction since then i guess so Hmm. i do like guild wars 2 which is interesting to see uh these older mmos keep getting bumps constantly (laughs) yeah you know people want to play mmos but uh the options aren't that great, and any new MMO has a lot to uh, lot to live up to to keep people around who have been playing games that have been out for ten plus years. Yeah, it's tricky too because like, so like New World obviously was really it came out too early. I, that's just straight up. Yeah. Like, that should have cooked longer. I think that has an update coming out too. It's adding like a weapon or something. They they've constantly been updating. The problem is they've been doing trickle updates, and so like yeah, no one gets excited yep. when you're like. I'm making a change this week. Every once in a while I hear something week. about it. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's cool. It's not enough to get me yeah, in. They so need like, a bulk update. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm going to wait like two years and then come back and see all the trickle updates and go, oh, okay, here's all the content. Yeah. And I've, I've heard the sentiment that uh, 
they should just stop with the trickle stuff, except for, you know, obviously stuff to keep their player base. Yeah. But work on an expansion and just revamp the game with that expansion. And I think 100%. that's actually the right sentiment. Yeah. Um, also, and I know it's not 100% their fault. I do understand it is also the GPU manufacturer's fault as well for this. But it's the only game I've ever played where it melted a graphics card, and I don't want to have to worry about that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. We always bring that up, but it's important because um, – what other game do we have that discussion about? Nothing. I've never. Yeah, I've never heard of it. that before. So. I've never heard of it. Um, it's a huge problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have to risk my physical property to play a game. Yeah, especially when chips are um, getting better, but still hard to come by. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else you've been playing? Life. Same. <laughs> Same. Well, on that note, let us know in the comments what games have you guys been playing? What games are you enjoying? Are you still playing Elden Ring? Have you taken a break from that? And are you playing something else? Uh, is there anything you would recommend us play? Anything you're looking forward to playing in the near future? Yes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. Speaking of all this MMO talk, uh, there is another new MMO coming out called Ashes of Creation. Ashes of Creation. Maybe it sounds like something else. Um, something that has to do with a posterior. Yeah, derriere. <laughs> um, and yeah, maybe some of you haven't heard of that. Uh, and we'll hear about it a little bit here. But uh, recently they uh, showed off the new character customization. Um, that video is like 40, 50 minutes long. We didn't want to spend that whole time on a taste cast watching that. If you really want to see that though, we could do a TLG reacts yeah. for that if you want that. But we found somebody named the lazy peon and they've done an 11 minute video, 12 minute video um, talking about this specific thing. So we're going to watch their video again. This is the lazy peon. If you like this video, go check them out, go subscribe, blah, 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 blah. And uh, we're going to see what they have to say about the uh, customization for characters. And, um, See how far it's come. Now it's uh, uh, worth noting that apparently the game has shifted over to Unreal Engine 5. From 4, yeah. From 4, which is something that seems to be very easily done. Fortnite was also on Unreal Engine 4 and just shifted over to 5, and everybody's playing it on 5 right now. Um, so that's uh, really interesting to see. Uh, everything we're going to be talking about today is pretty much Unreal Engine 5 related, which is really is. interesting. <laughs> yeah, so Epic's making some big moves. Um so yeah, we're going to watch this video and we're going to discuss the character customization um, before we get into the video again, one last time by the lazy peon, go check them out. Um, I'll put their name on the screen. Real verified. Quick. Uh, verified. Yeah. This person's very big. They get, they don't need my help, but I want to be, you know, legit about who I'm watching and give them credit. Um, anticipation for ashes of creation. Tab target MMO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I know a lot of people have been really excited about this because it looks, at least when I originally saw it, like a more traditional old school yes. MMO, something that people, you know, are, are uh, yearning for, especially around the time that WoW Classic had come out and people were like really excited about that and less excited about um, retail WoW or the fuck they call it. Yep. Um, I remember this game kind of announced around the same time or at least being talked about a lot during that time. And it was kind of kind of made sense to me because in the early footage I saw of this game, I was like, that game looks old as fuck. Like, mm. it doesn't look that great. Since then, I've seen upgraded uh, uh, footage of it, and it looks a lot better than it did. But it did look 
like an uh, like a more classic MMO. Yeah. It's and also worth noting, this game's still in alpha. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, in, in the time that I saw it <laughs> then and and then later, it made a huge jump graphically. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that's not what the game looks like. Um, yeah, even during the the big video, I've watched parts of it before. Um, they constantly it's like the the UI is not final. The UI is not. They say it constantly. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, between this and New World, they were like the two new MMOs that I'm sitting here banking on, hope, hoping that this will at least show uh, other people who potentially even thought about making MMOs that people want them. And for sure, that is the case. I think uh, Lost Ark shows that off as well. Um, but uh, this is you know one of the, the three that's not out yet. Mm-hmm. And so I am definitely looking uh, at it, hoping it's going to be live up to the hype. Uh, or at least, um, you know, be something worth playing. That's at the bare minimum, uh, base minimum. What I want from it um, is is for it to be um, playable. So I am very curious about the character customization. I haven't seen anything on it. I'm also curious to see what it looks like under Unreal Engine 5. I have not seen that yet. Um, I'm actually pretty far in the past when it comes to the development of this game. I stopped following it because it, it was such incremental updates that i'm like i'll just wait till they get like on like a closer beta build of the game and then i can get really excited for it but from what i've seen so far it's looking cool i admire what they're doing and i'm hoping this game's gonna be awesome yeah i've seen this so i can't really give you my thoughts on what i'm looking forward to in this other Mm -hmm. than i am looking forward to seeing um what you think about it because uh first off it is an, an, an mo that's in current development and also the fact that it is on a brand spanking new engine. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So we can just watch it. Yeah. And then we'll talk about it. So this is, uh, the lazy peons ashes of creation, unbelievable character customization in three, two, one and go. It's been just over three months since my last Ashes of Creation video, which covered the massive announcement that the game was upgrading from Unreal Engine 4 to Unreal Engine 5, bringing with it better graphics, better optimization capabilities, as well as a more efficient development pipeline. With such a big announcement, I didn't expect I'd have anything noteworthy to cover with Ashes of Creation for quite some time. But here we are, three months later with another video demonstrating massive progress with the game's development. This time in the form of their character creator and yeah, a showcase of multiple playable races that we've never seen oh, modeled yeah, before. Like, uh, no sponsor on today's almost. video, yeah. but if you're interested in Ashes of Creation and think this will be a game you'll Man, play in EverQuest the future, then click my referral link it's in the dead, description yeah. below <laughs> to create an account for the game and support well, my channel in the future is. when it does oh, eventually release. So, so, starting out with the live so. stream, we got some panning shots of a few different Kalar human models like, with a brief like a look one. at the Kalar female before then giving us our first look at the in progress character creator menu with a Vec male on better. display. Yeah. The Vec are one of the game's two orc races and this is the first time we've seen this race in game. The Vec look completely different to the other playable orc race known as the Renkai, which we got a preview of in the February livestream. As you can see, the Renkai are big chonky boys, whereas the Vec look a lot more goblin-esque. My first impressions of seeing the Vec in the character creator was that it looks like there's a lot of personality in there. He looks like a grumpy cave dweller, but also fairly intelligent. I like how you could see the light reflect off his skin, the actual skin texture looked really good, and he has a super weird body and bone structure. 
Steven didn't go too in-depth customizing the Vec as it was only just added to the character creator, but hitting randomize a few times you could see the body change, you'll be able to be fat yeah, or like skinny, different tusks, tattoos, skin color, eyes, yeah, and looks so on. Way better than the female version looked, of this sure. isn't in the character creator yet, but I'd expect to see more progress on this race's customization to be shown off next livestream. Overall though, super interesting race. Next we got to see what the character customization is really capable of, this time on a male human Kayla race. The first thing I noticed here was that the hair from the beard looks super realistic, possibly the best MMO hair I've seen so far. So let's That's go through some of the things we can customize here. First of all, body sliders. This basic menu shows height, weight, chest, crotch and bottom, but as you'll see later in the video, there's so many more sliders than this in the sculpt menu. The thing I'm most excited about here is that you'll have the option to make your character fat or skinny. Many MMOs don't actually give you this super option long because it causes complications when fitting armor to the model, but you can actually be like quite fat in this game place. if you choose. Next, wrinkles and skin options. Until now, Black Desert Online has been the gold standard when it comes to MMO character creation, but one thing that game did limit you on was the age of your character. If you played a wizard, you're limited to being an old man, a warrior, mid-30s, archer, early 20s. Ashes of Creation will not have <laughs> these limitations, and you'll be able to fine-tune your skin color with three different colors of base, hue, and pigmentation until you get something you're happy with. Hair options, probably one of the most important aspects of character customization. In the video shown for the demo, there were five different preset That's options, cool. each of which allowed you to fine-tune the length of the hair, as well as choose from three different colors with contrast and gradient options too. This allows you to create a two-tone hair color. In the example shown, they went with a salt and pepper style. The beard facial yeah, hair it. options were especially <laughs> impressive, like as you're able to combine I mean, cheek, chin good, and lip yeah. hair presets, each of which have their own length adjustment options, <laughs> to really create that full face of beard that I know you lumberjack role players are looking for. Unlike other MMOs, the hair in this game isn't static either, it seems like there's some physics to it as well. I would expect them to add more base hair presets in the future and expand on the options already available, but yeah, for a first pass, this is yeah. already vastly better than what the average MMO allows you to customize when it comes to hair. For eye customization, you've got different iris patterns as well as an entire palette of colors. With this, you Jesus. could make yourself look like <laughs> a blind sage if you wanted to. You can also change your nail color in this game. I don't think I've ever seen a character creator that gives you this option, which is pretty cool and some nice attention to detail. Next we got to look at the sculpt menu. This in my opinion is where the real magic happens in the character customization. So at a base level, the sculpt menu allows you to drag and morph different parts of the body, similar to how it works in Black Desert Online. But where this tech is taken to the next level is in your character's face. You can click on your character's chin, mouth, cheeks, eyes, eyebrows, ears, nose, and forehead to then be forever. displayed with between 5 to 10 dots, each cool. of which can be dragged to morph that facial feature in whichever way you like. With this level of detail, you'll be able to make your character's face structure look exactly like your own if you're artistic enough. Something else that was completely next level for MMO character customization was their implementation of tattoos and scars. 
you'll be able to drag and drop up to three tattoos and scars at once to your character anywhere on the body or face, then fully manipulate the size, color, angle, and strength of them to your liking. You can enlarge tattoos to be so big that they look like a half sleeve, or even cover your whole body. You can take a scar, enlarge it, and put it across both of your eyes to make it look like you've taken an axe to the face if you like. I've played a lot of MMOs that allow you to place some, some scars and tattoos, like but nothing with this yeah, level of lower freedom, back, and this is just a first pass too, so I'd expect even more scar and tattoo variations to be added later on. Like Finally, to fully show off the power like of the character creator, we got to see a preset someone made of the bald god himself. This was showcased yeah. alongside another customization feature called Blend, in which you can combine multiple presets to make characters that look yeah, like they, they're they part said, of the same they family. For his, for, Steven for said this feature might be used That's in other areas yeah, of the game too, such when they're as moving customizing NPCs who work on your character's like freehold. Yeah. Additionally, something that was mentioned is that the tech used in the character creator will likely be used in combination with the game's animal husbandry system, which is a life skill in the game where you'll be able to breed together different pets and mounts to create some majestic creatures of beauty or absolute abominations. Overall, I'm super impressed with the character creation so far, even though it's still far from finished and there's a lot missing. I'm glad the character creator is something that Intrepid yeah, plan on I mean, giving players access to before this the launch of the from game, the last thing I so saw, we'll so all have hours to create our characters and they'll be ready to go immediately sure. upon launch. Well, yeah, this is like three I have to admit, I was skeptical when Steven five, said he intended so like, on Ashes having yeah, character creation as good or better than Black yeah. Desert Online in the past, but it seems like they're actually going to pull it off. Intrepid Studios have really gone through the gears when it comes to the game's development in the past year. Just look at the character creator from the game's Alpha 1 test that was shown only 8 months ago. The difference from then to now is night and, and day. Those character models the upgrade to Unreal Engine 5 <laughs> certainly helps too. Yeah, they're making pretty it wouldn't surprise me if over the like next 3 to 6 people. months, <laughs> all of the 9 playable races with both male and female versions will be complete. We've already seen the Kalar male and female, Vec male and female. We've seen a preview of the male and female Veiloon, which are a human race with Middle Eastern influence. We've seen the male and female Dwarves, which have recently been updated and shown off since they were last playable in Alpha 1. Cool in January, like we got a preview of the Nakua Dwarven too, race, which, which look a lot more halfling with Polynesian influence, in contrast to the Dunir, which are more traditional fantasy dwarves that live in mountains. We got our first good look of the male Renkai Orc model in the February livestream. Still haven't seen the female version of that yet though. We've already seen the female and male Empyrean Elves, basically a traditional fantasy elf race. And very recently we got our first look at the Pyrae Elves, both male and female That's options, concept art yeah, with very early stage modeling. Cool me, the Pyrae are more in tune with nature as you can see from the branches growing out of their heads. At this point, the only race we haven't seen anything from yet in terms of concept art or updates is the Tolnar race who inhabit the Underrealm, and is said to be a combination of the four major races, as well as a bit of an influence from some minor races. I'm expecting these guys to be some kind of weird crossbred cave dwellers, so hopefully we'll get a good look at this race sometime soon.
A few other things we've been shown that I found cool from the January and February live streams was a demonstration on how the placement of a node affects the roads around it. Roads closer to towns and cities will be made from bricks and give speed bonuses to caravans when you travel on them, whereas further out they become dirt roads with less speed bonus. We got a quick look at the 3D model for one of the low level player boats. I often forget that Ashes is planning on having a full ship and sailing system like Arcade in the game, so I'm excited to see more stuff related to sea content in the future. We also got to see a bunch of new mounts, pets, and weird fantasy creatures that you can probably merge together using the game's animal husbandry life skill. Yeah, I'm reading all their plans for this game. I hope they can execute on them. Yeah. Honestly, the ideas are super cool. I also love, like, they're gonna be able to, like, do animal husbandry and like make essentially creatures and stuff like that. Um, I don't know, they're definitely making like a fantasy game, and they also like when they do their live streams, they take one final thing worth mentioning is that Steven said in the most recent live stream that their goal this year is to expand the team to around 200 like people working on the game. Making it one of the biggest <laughs> yeah. MMOs currently well, in development. The red too so if you're a skilled developer interested like in a job, in the then check out the job listings exciting, posted on like, their website and LinkedIn. I could overlook like the graphics and I couldn't that think great, of a more exciting project to work on. Much they would at this You're literally point. building the most um, ambitious fantasy MMO As long as the game had like cool systems, I It doesn't care. get better than yeah. that. But that's pretty much all of the highlights from the first three Ashes of Creation live streams of 2022. Yeah, I think, I think Once again, all, some strong and impressive progress like being shown. Yeah, progress I that I wasn't expecting considering we ended 2021 up. with a massive announcement. I'll likely keep doing these Ashes of Creation update videos to keep you all up to date with the progress of the project every Starting three months or so legit, when there's some cool stuff to talk about. Covering this game yeah, has become a passion of mine over the years anyway, like, so. so any excuse I get to make some content about it, I'll take. As always, let me know your thoughts on the recent progress shown with the character creator in the comments below. Are there any features missing that you'd like to see added later on? Which of the game's nine races do you reckon you'll pick for launch? social media and Ash's referral link on screen. I hope you all had a successful day and I'll see you again in the next one. Had a successful day, dude. Thanks. Also, for those who might care, there is a boob, butt, and crotch slider in the game as well. That wasn't mentioned in this. A lot of people get excited <laughs> about that kind of shit. All right. Well, pretty much already kind of said what I thought about it as we watched it, but um, this does look like a big uh, upgrade from the original uh, character creator. Um, this is probably the third time now for me personally where I've seen this game uh, undergo a significant upgrade uh, in visuals. Um, I remember when I first saw it, it looked like a game from the early 2000s, possibly. Yeah. Um, like, a, like an old school MMO. And then I saw what we're seeing on the screen now, a more like, you know, lower budget uh, MMO. But I'm like, eh, it's a small company, so who cares? And then now what we're seeing with the character customization um, graphically um, looks pretty fucking modern. It's it's not the best thing I've ever seen, but it's definitely good looking. It's not it's not bad looking at all, especially for an MMO. Um, the um, the sliders and features that they that they allow uh, the build the ability to um, 
change length of hair is really cool. Uh, there is some stuff I'd like to see them add, like more hairstyles, oh, sure. more features, but they've got a really good foundation here, especially um, when they showed, I forgot what they called it, but um, the system where you can really like fine tune sculpting, sculpting um, really fine tune uh, features um, looked pretty legit, looked pretty intuitive. I've played games that have similar systems, but they're not, they don't got the little dots all over the place to know exactly what you're moving. So you're kind of just like, you know, fucking mm-hmm. finding out as you go. Um, the races they showed uh, are cool. Um, it's interesting that they have two types of orcs, even though this orc looks like some kind of goblin, goblin to me. Yeah. And the other one looks like a closer, more traditional orc. Um, but this is their world. This is their lore. They can call them whatever they want. I'm, I'm down for whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I am curious about uh, other uh, races they introduced, like with the Tolnor, whatever they called it. Um, I think all the, the little people races are cool looking too. The gnomes and uh, dwarves. Yeah. Um, and humans are looking good. So especially with the new engine, um, you know, everything's looking um, uh, pretty good, pretty good, especially, you know, you want to release a brand new MMO um, and uh, you know, it's going to speak for itself in systems, but uh, if you can make it look like this, good. I'm glad they can upgrade the game visually to make it more exciting for people who are maybe, maybe more, um, inspired by better graphics, possibly maybe somebody, or even something that has more just realistic color tones. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. I mean, it only benefits it. So, mm. um, and it's unreal five, so it's going to run good. So, um, very cool. And, uh, yeah. Uh, also shout out to the guy who made this video. I think he, uh, uh, handled it well, describing everything and didn't have an annoying voice. So I appreciate that at the lazy peon check him out and um the couple things at the end that kind of showed off um were interesting as well uh, because i've been keeping up with this game like i said while we're watching it i've been uh kind of staying away from it a little bit because all the little updates are all really cool and i i'm definitely down to keep up with it but uh i'm kind of waiting for something closer to like a beta build to get more excited about because they are significantly upgrading this a lot so it tells me it's not fucking they're still heavily yeah. working on it um but seeing like the mounts and the the cultural visuals and um locations stuff like that it's starting to look like a fucking legit game um before it looked like a cool idea now it's starting to look like a game and it's got me pretty excited about it um yeah i just want more hairstyles need more hairstyles oh they totally will they they yeah. have to they have to but i also you know used to play every mmo that exists i guess at this point i still have pretty much uh and a lot of free-to-play mmos their their customization is <laughs> very minimal so i don't need a lot uh you know some games yeah they're like three hairstyles and like five color yeah per per fucking hairstyle so um i don't i don't need a lot um and so this does definitely exceed uh those expectations but i would like more because they've already gone this far and i'm really excited about seeing what they got going on already that if they can add more it'll only make the whole package better so um we also did see a trimmed down version of the presentation too. So yeah, exactly. We didn't watch the whole thing. And again, if you guys want us to watch that, we can do that. Um, I would definitely be curious to watch the whole thing. Um, yeah. Overall, I really like it. I'm really liking what I'm seeing here. And um, um, I'm glad to see that the game is just kind of moving along um, better than I anticipated. So uh, it looks good. Like, um, you know, some, some MMOs or some games in general, 
you're hoping for them to be good. You're seeing the progress. You're like, oh, I'll have faith in it. And this, I'm like, mm, it's looking better than I thought they were going to be doing by now. So Yeah, I mean, the, obviously the big hurdle is it has to play good. Yeah. And yeah, it plays like shit. Who cares? Not lose people once they hit max level, right? Um, That's the hardest thing. Those those are two those are the two big hurdles. The game can look pretty much however. I'm excited that it looks like this. Yeah. I'm also I think more so than the graphical aspect of it, the the pure like fantasy like this realized vision they have of this fantasy world. Like you look at the the landscapes and the different creatures and stuff, and you could tell like they're they are trying to make their own world. Yeah. Um, and that's something I I really miss <laughs> in. Um, fantasy in general to be honest um a lot of them kind of just take the easy road and, and just use your tried and trues you know your elves dwarves gnomes and they mm-hmm. have that but they have their their spin on it but then also their monsters are crazy looking and i love that so yeah. um i just hopefully they keep it up also like i said before i think the scars are probably some of the best i've seen in a character creator um, scars are usually pretty lazily done and they don't show it a lot in this video, but in the, the other one, um, it looks like the scars actually form from the skull of the model mm. and work their way up versus just being painted on top. And I, I think that's a really nice detail because scars are, are they're textured. So, yeah, I mean, they could even be flat, uh, like essentially tattoos that just look tessellated. So they look like they have depth to mm. them. I don't know what they're doing with it, but uh, it could it could be morphing the actual skin, which would be um, cool as well. But it at least looks like it's doing yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah. So visually, I just think the scars look really good. Um, yeah. I actually always am tempted to put scars on my my characters when I make them, but they always look so bad. Yeah. That I don't use them, and so my characters don't look like they've been in combat because of that. I like especially in a in a game where I'm making a fighter or something like that. I, I I usually like them to look a little dirty and a little beat up because um, I mean they would most likely be in a world like that yeah. exactly so um, yeah. I'm not one of those people who try to make myself I like making Same. A, a complete fantasy character yeah. um, and I will play male or female depending on, on how I feel um, mm-hmm. but yeah I, I want the character to make sense though in uh sort of role-playing way i don't role play but my character i want them to look like they belong in the world so yeah i don't role play either but i want my character to feel like they they should be there mm. that they fit at least as far as i can tell from what they've shown me of the world yeah. um yeah i and i don't think i belong in a fantasy world nor do i want to be in a fantasy world Hell so no. <laughs> um so yeah I, I don't make myself either but yeah i typically do the exact same thing so yeah. Yeah. And other than that, I, you know, it's, uh, I think EverQuest was probably a good callback to. It was one of the last times I remember a game outside of maybe World of Warcraft having, you know, these kind of races and yeah. stuff like that. And well, that's why I said EverQuest too, because this doesn't look like wow to me. So visually, exactly. Like yeah. it reminds me more of EverQuest and, and the characters and worlds like that. And yeah, it is one of the last times I remember like a big MMO. Um, being like this. Oh, that race is cool too. The, the tree forehead people. Yeah, I mean, realistically, that's probably what I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're essentially just like wood elves, but it's a cool interpretation of them. They they kind of remind me of elves and also the uh, what is it? The Sylvan from Guild Wars. Silvari or oh yeah, whatever. Something like that. 
the plant people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which I played when I played Guild Wars 2. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of was Guild Wars 2 when I saw them. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. Yep. Um, I'd like to see more. I, I need to see more gameplay, but... Uh, I don't think they have anything modern but, right now. Yeah, that's the thing that kind of sucks is, like... Uh, that's the reason why I stopped paying attention to this game is because like every time I watched something on it, I was like, they're just not ready to show off a lot yet, which yeah. is fine. It's still alpha. So um, it was cool to see this uh, road system as well, though, because yeah, yeah. this kind of reminds me of um, when I was reading about systems they want to work on with the game. They wanted like uh, regional upgrades to towns and stuff based off of people in the area questing. Mm hmm. Um, that would affect that. And I thought it's really fucking cool. Um, and now they're talking about those road systems, like, you know, upgrading so that people can do like trading and stuff like that. Um, and which also travel sounds, faster on them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which sounds really fucking cool. So, um, at least they are attempting to do these things they wanted to do. So, um, yeah. And, uh, all these, all these animals they're are looking, so cool looking pretty cool looking. Um, I thought that it was like a hippo or something with a, like a, like a, seating hatch area on its back up. um yeah yeah that thing that that looks really cool to me yeah it's a um especially within the theme of that world um not necessarily something i would typically pick in a game but in this world it makes sense looks the part so i like the pokemon or the the turtle with the tree in the back with all the butterflies flying yeah. that that's so cool that's some pretty cool looking stuff in this yeah. game so it's just hard for me to get like i'm really excited about the prospect of this game but 100%, it's yeah, hard yeah. for me to get like actually excited about it because like i know they got a lot of work ahead of them I and mean, what's the game that, yeah. that's the part like, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> i'm just seeing a lot of stuff and i'm like that looks like it could be cool but you know the game's not there yet so yeah I, if anything we're just seeing like a peek into like their minds right yeah. essentially and and that part's exciting and at least we're seeing that they are working on something so there is there is something happening yeah. and uh there's something to be at least keeping an eye on and and being interested in so yeah and then yeah there's your pvp for your world pvp fans so yeah, yeah. anything else now i i just i know it's gonna be like another year before we see a yeah. whole lot on this game so yeah it's rough but uh but what we're seeing so far is looking good looking yeah. promising and i'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they have to show us in the hopefully near future let us know in the comments what do you guys think of ashes of creations unbelievable character customization do you like what you're seeing do you not like what you're seeing uh what are you hoping to get from this game are you excited for it are you not excited for it um and uh yeah, what what uh what MMOs are you playing? Uh, do you play MMOs? And um, yeah, let me know everything you think about in the comments below. All right, next video we got is Kingdom Hearts 4 reveal and Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary trailer. They put them together. This is a seven minutes and forty seconds long. And yeah, Kingdom Hearts 4 was revealed. I'm sure by now a lot of you have already watched this, but we were not putting out episodes when this happened. Um, and so we got to catch up. Uh, I have seen some of this because I, I'm on Twitter every day. I saw two screenshots. Um, and I do know some information about it, but I haven't watched this in its entirety. So this will be more of a completion for me when it comes to uh, seeing this. But a, a pretty genuine reaction, uh, nonetheless. You haven't watched this. I have not. Um, because you you saw it came out and you were like, this will probably be something we're going to watch on the show. So, um, Which was rough because I had three people. Like, I don't 
follow a lot of gaming stuff, but like almost everyone I do follow on YouTube, they all did a reaction video. I was like, I can't watch them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I already got some thoughts on it though, based off some of the stuff I know about it. Um, but before we watch this, probably should let people know uh, where we stand with Kingdom Hearts. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Uh, I appreciate Kingdom Hearts, but I've never gotten into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to give it an honest attempt at some point, but I've tried that about two times now. Um, I do own all the Kingdom Hearts games, I think. The collections, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if not, I do. So. Yeah, well, I definitely have three. I thought I bought the collection, but maybe that's yours. I don't know. Anyway, um, I've played the first one a little bit off and on. Um, and I think I tried the second one a little bit. But yeah, never got through any of them. Um watched a video one time to try and get me caught up on the story in some ways. <laughs> and uh, it was fucking uh, insanely confusing. Um, but I've always appreciated, uh, first off, the music. Kingdom Hearts, I think, is really good. Um, the imagination of merging Disney with uh, Square Enix, I think, is really interesting. Um, even though, I guess, in 3, they kind of backed away a lot from the Square Enix part of it, which I think is weird. Um and yeah, I'm I'm with with a with a brand this big, I'm always interested in where they're going. I mean, I'm not even like a big Gears of War fan, but if like Gears of War what's six? Six which is on the list. Six came out, I'd be definitely interested in seeing what's going it's on with it as well. Yeah. So um so yeah, I'm uh, I'm curious to see where four is going. Um and yeah, that's pretty much where I stand with Kingdom Hearts. All right. Um, Once upon a time, I was what I would consider to be a fan of the series. Um, After the uh, complete flooding of of games that have come out in this series and the, uh, I'm going to call it the Nomurification of the storyline, I kind of fell out of it. I do think they're fun to play games. Um, And I do own three. I haven't played it yet. It is on my list of things to play, but it, it has taken a a backseat for a while at this point. Um, and I'm curious to play and, and see what four is about. Um, but I don't have any, um, deep connection to like the story anymore. Um, just because it, it did become overly convoluted, which is something Nomura is very good at. So, um, yeah, I think there's a joke on Twitter when this was revealed that, um, that I kept seeing over and over again, that people were saying that, uh, that kingdom hearts four is like the 16th kingdom hearts game. Probably not too far off. It's like 13 or 16. It's definitely in the teens, though. Yeah. And it was like this like joke that like there's that many Kingdom Hearts games, and number four is like the 16th Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah, they, they kind of went wild insane. after the second game, um, and they just made a ton of mobile games. Um, and some of them were good, and some of them were bad. Um, that was also kind of the beginning of when Square was kind of doing that anyways, because like, mm-hmm. look at Final Fantasy 13. So, yeah. Um, I also feel like whatever deal they have with Disney, they need to make a lot of product. Oh, I'm sure there's something. Yeah. Yeah. Because like they got their mainline games, but there's so many like fucking one-off random games and mobile games. that I feel like you don't just waste that, that property. Yeah. Well, and then they kind of shot themselves in the foot when they made like 700 characters. So yeah. Um, yeah. I can't keep up. Anytime I see characters, I'm like, well, they couldn't either. That's why Kingdom Hearts three was missing characters. So, because it couldn't keep up. Yeah, it's so. fucking crazy. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, gameplay wise, um, 
you know, I to just to be transparent, I played Kingdom Hearts one and two and a little bit of I can't remember the name of it. I'm sure someone will definitely have the answer for it. Uh, but the card based battle system one on the DS, which was okay. Um, but Kingdom Hearts 2 uh, was probably um, like just gameplay wise, like when I one of the few games where like I started playing it and I just like cracked down until I beat it. So. Yeah, I enjoyed playing that one more than the first one, but I mean that makes sense. It's a newer game, but yeah, they just had a lot of really cool ideas for the combat and that um, that obviously were evolutions of of lessons learned from the first game. So um, I played three, but I heard it plays really good. So I don't yeah. Know. I mean, I've played that more than you have, and uh, I haven't even turned it on yet. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's definitely definitely a more modern game for sure. I'm also, uh, and maybe it's a boomer take, but uh, the theme song for three is um, not good, in my opinion. So I don't remember it. Skrillex. Oh yeah, why they do that? I don't know. That Especially when Skrillex you have. Prime, uh, never mind. I don't get into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird because like Skrillex was like cool years before that game came out. So that's just fucking like that. That feels like boomer shit right there. Fucking bringing Skrillex into the mix. It's like bringing yeah, corn I mean, into pe- it. People, uh, I, I remember when the song came out. Twitter was just so excited about it. So um, I, I probably irritated someone, but yeah, that song sucks. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. I don't like Skrillex, dude. <laughs> fucking, I don't give a shit. Uh, but the Kingdom Hearts two theme song, I will listen to still. So. Yeah, no, the OG music was really good for sure. As somebody who wasn't even into Kingdom Hearts, I'm like, oh, those songs are bangers. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so maybe we should just watch this and then we can talk about it. All right. Um, so, yeah, this is the uh, 20th anniversary trailer and Kingdom Hearts 4 reveal in 3, 2, 1, and go. This will be a little weird considering neither of us have beaten. Kingdom Hearts 3. I but, uh, imagine it would go whoosh either way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just mostly interested in what it looks like, especially because um, isn't this one on Unreal Engine 5 as well? I'm a, I don't know for sure. I'm pretty sure I read that. They used Unreal Engine for the last game. So. Yeah. But didn't they have to like, like redo it completely? If I had to redo a game I was making on not Unreal Engine, I would do it on Unreal Engine. This would be the easiest way to do it. Square, uh, and they're getting better about it, but uh, I have a big knack on just making an engine for every game they make, which is expensive. Yeah, it's, that's old school. Yeah. You don't got to do that anymore. Well, it wasn't old school for them until recently. So. Yeah, I think people should only make engines. We've talked about this before, but... Uh, I think people should only make proprietary engines if there's a specific need they, they're looking to be met. Yeah, for sure. Because I admire anybody who makes a fucking brand new engine, but it's a huge undertaking because you you got to do that before you can make the game. Yeah. It's a mobile game. <laughs> it looks interesting, I guess. 
光と闇から生まれた始まりは心によって育まれた命は脈々と受け継がれ時が流れやがて世界となった大地は人々の暮らしを作り上げた I think it's always a bit intriguing about Kingdom Hearts 3 though, even though I don't really play them, is uh, the, the fun of exploring zones of, from other properties and seeing the characters take on properties from that. Right. I think it's, at, at the very least, uh, developing a game, it'd be fun to have that kind of freedom to get creative. ハハハハ。
一度退場すれば元の世界に戻れると思うな It's a weird direction they're going in. It's hard for me to have any like, thoughts on it because I'm not beating three, obviously. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> Though tones are good. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck just happened, dude. That's horrifying. Huh. Okay, so I'm not sure exactly what the fuck happened at that in part, but what did we think? Um I I think that I uh and this is gonna be a weird I guess segue not really segue, but thought that came from this. Alright, when I see this, I just think about what the next dragon quest is gonna look like. That's <laughs> fair. I, I would be really excited if we got a dragon quest reveal. They announced one like last year. Yeah, no, but like oh, um, some actual visuals. Like, yeah, visuals, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, so <laughs> my my big takeaway is, um, visually the graphics are great. Um, it is weird seeing the 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 Kingdom Hearts stuff in this like very realistic world. Um, yeah, but it is not uncommon, obviously, to visit all these crazy worlds in Kingdom Hearts, right? Like you go from all these different color palettes and, and different, you know, variations of, of cartoony to, to realistic or whatever. So, um, I'm so out of the loop that it's hard for me to have like a hard opinion. Like I said, kind of earlier, but, um, yeah, I do think it looks really good. I think, um, it is, <laughs> it's so confusing. Mm. Uh, it is, I don't know. It's hard for me to say because, like, obviously, we didn't really see anything that I would consider like gameplay. It was very much um, a presentation, but uh, yeah, it was, just, it was definitely a, a bit of a visual spectacle for sure. So, um, I think it's interesting because, like, people uh, were discussing that like a lot of these locations they're showing in this trailer are real locations. So this is definitely supposed to be like our reality. Yeah. Um, people were also saying the location that his house is at is like one of the most expensive places in Tokyo. So they're saying you better fucking get a job to pay that rent. Um, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and I also think it's really interesting that like, I don't know what happens at the end of three, but, um, the, the talk about like, um, that this is like an, like an at or like an afterlife thing. I don't know if he died or something in three, but uh, it's interesting that like this is where he goes from that. Um, also, his feet are normal size, which is weird. Yeah, he 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 looks like you know, <laughs> I guess kind of like the real world is supposed to look. Um, so it's a really interesting direction to go um, to to take a game that's definitely got a really cartoony style and make it look more realistic it's um it's a direction i definitely didn't expect and you could probably do some pretty cool stuff cool stuff with it um i'm curious if the game is gonna stay 
in this visual style or if you are going to go back and visit certain areas again. I know um, some people uh, took pictures of some part in this trailer and it looked like uh, something out of Star Wars, they said. And people are arguing about whether Star Wars should be in this or not. Um, I was of the opinion uh, years ago that I wouldn't want Star Wars in Kingdom Hearts. Um, I don't care about Disney Star Wars anymore, so I don't care either way what they do with it. Um, but it's interesting to see that conversation taking place now. Um, I think it only makes sense at this point as well with Disney owning it. That uh, Why wouldn't they want it in a, in, in a Kingdom Hearts game? Um, especially anyone at Square Enix, why wouldn't you want to be able to play around with that? Yeah. Um, if you have uh, you know um, access to that, uh, graphics wise, I think it's clean looking. I don't think it's the best looking thing ever. Um, and gameplay wise, I think the world looked kind of like overly sterile, but not bad looking. Um, it's hard to tell really from this because a lot of this is just pre rendered cutscene stuff. Yeah, and uh, you know that gameplay could just be like early concept of what a boss battle will look like. It's just kind of giving us a taste of what could happen. Um, but it's interesting. Uh, I need to, I need to play three, I think to even have, uh, any kind of like hype for this though. Um, I guess I can play through any of them, but, uh, you know, three is a more modern game and, um, from what I've seen of it, 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 it looks pretty cool. That's why I bought it. I just never played it. Um, but I, I could never even think about playing four if I hadn't played yeah. those games. So, um, but it, I mean, it's it's looking cool. I just you know I'm out of the loop on the story and uh, and yeah I don't know what's going on there. So yeah. I think it's interesting. Though, like I already said, but I think it's interesting they're going to like the real world with it. So um, and Sora, I think it's Sora. I also think it's Sora. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, their their more realistic uh, style is is an interesting uh, take. It kind of reminds me of. Um, Advent children, almost. Um, kind of, yeah. In an almost more cartoony way, because their sure. faces are still a little more exaggerated, but uh, it's got the same kind of like color tone, and and. Uh, I think it's safe to say it's just Square Enix. Yeah, <laughs> when they're doing like realistic shit. Yeah. So, um, definitely very intriguing. Um, and I apologize for anybody who's looking like you know maybe not from this community. Yeah. Feel free to join. Um, and you watch this looking for a big, like, you know, exciting reaction. This is our honest reactions. Um, and it's looking pretty cool. It's looking pretty cool, but I, I'm not going to fake uh, excitement for something that I'm not fully into. Oh, so. no, for sure. I, I'm, like, always curious, right? Uh, yeah. But I'm, in all fairness, I'm curious anytime Square makes anything. I, I kind of grew up with their games. So, oh, yeah. Um, regardless of, like... It's definitely one of those companies, like, when they were in their rough patch, for example, uh, during, like, you know, when they're making a million Kingdom Hearts games, Final Fantasy XIII, stuff like that. Um, even, Bastardizing, even, Parasite Eve. Even I was getting, like, tired of seeing what was happening, but I, every time they still made a game, I was like, is this the one where they get better? Is this the mm-hmm. one where they get better? Like, um, I was Sadly, it was Final Fantasy XIV where things are getting better. Yeah. Uh it's true, and that took two tries. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, though the second try was well worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 15, for all its flaws, I think is still a good story. It just I liked it has uh, bad pacing issues. Yeah. So um, because of the way it was developed, um, I think if the, the later vision was realized earlier, it would have been told better. But mm-hmm. um, 
the beginning's great, the end is great in, in, in 15, in my opinion. For and sure. 16, Yoshi P is involved. I'd I'm, like I'm to fucking excited. see it. Yoshi P is the type of guy who's not going to show you anything until he's got something to show you. So. It's crazy how much they showed and then just nothing. Yeah. I mean, that's very square. But then also, uh, right before it comes out, they're going to advertise it so much you'll be sick of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, they did that with Final Fantasy VII Remake, so. Yeah. That's true. Which uh, I believe, and it makes sense now seeing this, Nomura was, like, over, not overseeing, like, as head director, but was still, like, involved. Uh, this makes sense. Why now? Yeah. So, because this is kind of his, his franchise, so. Hmm. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, I'm, yeah, I just kind of, like I said, curious to see where it goes. Um, I, it'll be nice to see when it's not in early development footage as well. Um, Big question is, does this peak interest for you to possibly go back and uh, play through three? I mean, I already have that anyway. So, yeah, um, I actually want to go through and play the collection and just play them in order so mm. that maybe I can experience the story firsthand and see if it, it grabs me at some point. Um, I could obviously watch a YouTube video, but I'd rather play the games I bought, you know? So. Yeah. I, uh, I don't, I only, I almost never do that at all. I, I actually hate and to each their own. If that's what you're into, that's what you're into. Um, I don't, I don't like experiencing stories of games from other people, but I was like, I don't know if I'm ever gonna be able to play kingdom hearts, like fully through. So, uh, is does he even have a story that's that's going to pique my interest? And I watched a thing on it. Um, that was like an hour long, talking about the story through all the games. And I was like, "Fuck, maybe I'm just gonna have to play them to like take this in better." Because like the way they were describing it, it was fucking all over the place. The amount of characters is insane. And I was like, "Holy shit, dude!" Yeah, for sure. But the people who fucking love Kingdom Hearts are passionate about kingdom hearts they fucking love it and so there's something there 100%. that people really like um and so well that kind of storytelling works for some people too where it's sure. like oh i mean the guy who made it like that's where his brain's at he's not the only person in the world like yeah. that so um, well i'm a big hideo kojima fan and his brain Goes oh, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, like even like looking at Death Stranding, you get the story going through the game, but really the ending is what kind of like brings it all together. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's Kojima though, because yeah. like you melt yourself too. The whole game just like you know what the fuck's happening, and at the end you're like, I think I know what's happening, and then a huge conversation to tell yeah. you what happened. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I am uh, very curious on the the, the direction uh, visually they're going with it um and i am see, curious to see how much it'll uh, get cleaned up from this point to a more like playable version of the game i suppose because mm-hmm. uh, this is definitely just meant to be announcement footage so all the reflections on the buildings and glass though um looks pretty good I wonder if that's being ray traced that's that automatic lighting and that yeah engine. i wonder if that's just <laughs> unreal doing unreal because i mean it looks i mean it could just be pre-rendered like yeah. you know i mean it's all pre-rendered but yeah. like you know it could also just be naturally happening within the engine with no work at all which would be really impressive for unreal so yeah yeah 
Looking cool, though. Looking uh, interesting. I want to see more on it uh, as uh, it gets developed. I don't know how early on it is in its development, but uh, I'm assuming pretty early. Uh, It's just a really kind of crazy surprise uh, to get that dropped in another uh, game on the list uh, revealed to be real. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let us know in the comments what you guys think of the Kingdom Hearts 4 reveal and Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary trailer. Are you a Kingdom Hearts fan? Are you looking forward to a fourth game? Did you play three? If you played three, is it good? Is it bad? I've heard both. Um, did you like it? Would you recommend uh, us play it, but more so Chevy? He's uh, got a better chance of playing through it than I do, but um, I own it, so I could definitely be talked into playing it. Um, and yeah, what are you hoping for from Kingdom Hearts 4? Is there anything in the trailer that you noticed that we did not t- uh, touch on? Very possible. Um, what do you think about the way it looks? Um, what do you think about the whole uh, Sora, I, I think, in the real world? And uh, yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to Kingdom Hearts in the comments below. Uh, all right, it's that time again where we uh, reflect on past episodes. Look at thumbnails of my goofy face, making goofy faces. And uh, read YouTube. read your comments. Yeah, ever since I started putting my face on on um, uh, thumbnails, uh, views have been up. So I, I guess that works. Um, the reason everyone does it. Yeah, I just it's so cheesy. But I guess if you're somebody who's never watched somebody before, you can see that there's a human being behind the video, and you're like, oh, I'm actually going to hear someone talk, and not just yeah. watch some gameplay video. So yeah, we're going to go through and read uh, comments from you guys, and we're going to start with our reaction to Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak Elden Ring review. Uh, that was around the time I had beaten Elden Ring and uh, Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. We have a comment from Psycho Scream uh, saying, well, as long as Ghostbusters game is fun, it should or it should do just fine. But damn, will it be jank as fuck for a bit? But if that jank is funny, it could work in its favor, kind of like Friday the 13th. Um, I agree 100%. Uh, these guys have a long track record. I think it's Ilphonic. Um, have a long track record. And by long, I mean two games. Um, of making janky games. And in some, time, in some games, it's worked. In some games, it hasn't worked. Friday the 13th was a game that at first I hated. I was like, this game is horribly janky. It feels completely unfinished. But the more I played it, I was like... This game is pretty fun, and it's the only time I'm going to play a game like this. And then the jank started kind of adding flavor to the game, and I really enjoyed it. And I played it with Psycho, and we both enjoyed it. Um, so that was a good example of that that jank. But then um, Predator Hunting Grounds, uh, the jank did not flavor the yeah. game very well. It actually made it uh, where I'm looking at a mediocre game. I can kind of get behind, but then I was like, I don't want to spend time playing this because it lags in customization uh parts of the game and it's taking me longer to go through menus than it should so um i do expect some of that jank to be in this game although the footage we saw looked pretty polished mm, it pretty good yeah. compared to what we've seen from these guys before it looked like their best game but um you know two times now i kind of just expect some jank and hopefully <laughs> it's some of the good jank and not the bad jank um yeah any thoughts on psychos comment uh not really i it's not my game type to begin with yeah so well, i'm sure me and psycho will try it out yeah. um all right well thank you for the comment psycho and thank you everybody who checked out that tasty cast 
All right, we got uh, Plus Club, where we reviewed Ghost Runner, Team Sonic Racing, Ghost of Tsushima Legends, and Ark Survival Evolved. That was a really good conversation we had. And uh, yeah, check out that episode. We got another comment from Psycho Scream saying, the bad part about the tether in Ark is that you used to be able to increase the range on it, but they took it out quite some time ago. That does suck, because that was our... Well, at least me and Sarah's biggest complaint about the online experience. Uh, we didn't do a dedicated server, so when you play with each other, um, just in like multiplayer, we could join the server randomly. Um, there's a tethering system, and it was very strict. Uh, it's like a 20 foot difference. Like uh, if we were that far away from each other, and I walked like one foot that way, she would teleport directly to me to the point where she couldn't dedicate time to like anything uh that that would involve me not being around yeah um so uh it is interesting that they uh they took that out that that it, um uh used to be increased so the game also used to just not run very well on console at all though too yeah so. yeah um seems <laughs> like they bit off more than they could chew maybe honestly at this point um especially after playing conan and arc um fully expect survival games on console to just not be able to do co-op without a dedicated server yeah so we have pcs already kind of struggle with some of that networking sometimes um so to think a console is going to do it even half as good is like not realistic so that's why even though i think the tethering isn't ideal i'm impressed it's there yeah but it's not the way i'd want to play the game yeah no yeah Yeah, i'm not interested (laughs) yeah so yeah, uh, thanks for the the info on that because uh, I don't have a long history with Ark on console, so I didn't know that was a thing. But it makes sense because, like I said, when I originally played that shit on console, it played horrendously. So I, I feel like they did uh, have to, um, you know, fine tune some things and change some things up. So. All right, thanks for the comment, Psycho, and thank you everybody who checked out that Plus Club. Make sure to go check it out if you didn't. It's a really good episode. Uh, then I did a TLG Reacts on the PlayStation Plus details of the different tiers coming out, originally called Spartacus, now being revealed as PlayStation Plus. I break down every single tier, give my thoughts on it, and uh, yeah. We got a comment from TLG Shevmo saying... I can't see myself upgrading my plan. I'm not super fond of subscription models most of the time outside of like MMOs. I prefer to purchase titles, but I do think things like this and Game Pass are good value and it also allows access to older titles in more convenient way instead of having to have multiple pieces of hardware hooked up or even having to acquire old hardware. Also, something, something, competition is good, something, something, something. Uh, So yeah, TLG Shemo said that. Is there anything you want to elaborate on that? My words are right there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I pretty much agree. Me and you are pretty yeah. similar in the way we think on this kind of stuff. Um, I do think it's it's an interesting uh, way to. Um, it is more convenient than like getting old hardware for yeah. the older games, stuff like that. For That's, sure. That was the most appealing part for me about it was that you know I could play these older games, not have to hook up a PS3, a PS2, or whatever. We well, even like uh, Maximilian, dude. Uh, had brought up that he's like, I have all the hardware, I can hook it all up, but if I can just play the game on yeah. my one console, I would pay the extra money. Yeah. I think a lot of people are in that camp. Yeah. So, 
um, it makes sense to have that. Convenience is king. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as long as it, it, it is a smooth process and doesn't have any hiccups, um, definitely. Uh, and then I agree, being you preach all the time, competition's good, 100%. Um, people want people <laughs> to die in these industries. I'm like, you don't want You don't want, you don't want stuff. that, yeah. Yeah, you, you want everything to just end? You want one person to make all the rules? That sounds Makes stupid. them get lazy, yeah. then they won't do anything, you'll be pissed, and no one will have the power to make them so yeah it's not it's not smart um but yeah i also prefer to purchase titles so preaching the choir there um i also don't like to typically uh do subscriptions i'm not opposed to it as long as there's value um i do plan on trying the highest tier of this when it comes out see how it is Mm -hmm. um but i'm also okay with sticking with what i got as well because i i like what it offers so we'll see when it comes out but uh yeah, the biggest thing I am excited about is the older games, mm. uh, honestly. Because any game that's new that possibly could be on this, I already have it. So, and I'm going to buy yeah. it because I, and I, you know, I, I always say this. I, I feel bad because some people might be like, well, I don't have the money to be buying all these games. I completely understand sure. that. Sure. Yeah, I completely understand that. And if you can, I hope that you would support the games you like. Um, but if you can't, I get it. Um, but I am a firm believer that if you really like something someone makes, you should support it uh, in any way that you can, even yeah. if it's telling people about it. Um, and so because I do have the means, I like to buy any game that I'm excited for because I, I'm, I mean, I'll buy a game twice just to make sure that um, my money's going towards the things I, I support. It's also like, I think worth noting too, that like, it's good for them to have multiple avenues for access because 100%. otherwise uh, piracy happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's kind of the, <laughs> what are the alternatives? Well, the one they don't like. Yeah. And they can't get rid of because since I was a kid, that's been the fucking option. And they'll, it'll never go away. But like mm-hmm. if your option is $70 or nothing versus $70 or 15 bucks, 18 months, you know, bucks, 10, 15 a month yeah, or nothing. That was, you are adding a middle ground. That was the strong argument Netflix made for a long time until lately where everybody else is like, when again, the Netflix thing, $20 a month, Netflix now. Well, that on top of Peacock, uh, Paramount plus, uh, HBO max, yeah. uh, people are like, well, I guess I'm going to go back to pirating. And what, or the thing I, I, this is a bit of a tangent, obviously, but like the mm-hmm. one thing I I have uh, I've seen discussion on too is like the amount of people who just wait for like you know your HBO for example to have like two three shows that you want to watch you pay for a month you binge it you cancel it yeah and and you're seeing that a lot that's now what too. I tried to do but I just pay for it wow I cancel it that's just neglect <laughs> yeah uh, but there are a lot of people who are just bouncing hitting a show up real quick and leaving um, which is a it sucks to jump through those hoops and it is going to promote more piracy because there are people who, who don't want to do all that mm-hmm. work. Um, and I understand them wanting to have their own thing, but I also think it's weird that they wouldn't just want their stuff everywhere. So. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, uh, we'll find out when it comes out though. Uh, I'm sure we'll both definitely check it out and see how it is and make our decision then. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, subscriptions. Uh, thank you for the comment, Chevy. And, I wasn't uh, there, so I, had, yeah. I wanted to contribute in some way. Definitely. <laughs> All right, next comment is from Jared Dunn saying, Great video. Thank you. 
appreciate that. Uh, I'll probably go with the premium package when it comes out. Having access to around 740 games across all PS platforms is a huge selling point for me. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. 740 games is nothing to scoff at. Um, means is king. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I think I'll, it'll allow me to explore games that I would never go out of my way to play. That's my big thing too. Cause like I already buy a lot of games anyway, and there's still other games that I'm like, eh, I'm not fully sold on you, but I would like to try you. That's also a big reason we do plus club. Yeah. hundred percent. So yeah, it's my favorite part of plus club is playing games. I would never play. Uh, and even with that, I've obligated myself for the channel on on something like this, I got 740 games. Games I'm still kind of like, eh, I don't really need to play a game. I'll probably skip right over it because with 740 games, I got so many fucking options. I don't have to play that. I can play something else. Yeah. Uh, on top of all the games I'm trying to play, mostly it's that back catalog I'm really excited about because then I'll be like, if I want to go play like Metal Gear Solid or something like that, I can do it. But um, and not hook up the fucking PlayStation. Right, but. Right. But yeah, it's 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 a really good deal. Um, especially if you're a fan of PlayStation, like this is for you. Like I see a lot of people going like, Well, it's just like back catalog games and PlayStation games. So I'm like, Yeah, but if you're a PlayStation fan, that's heaven, dude. Like yeah. uh, and PlayStation has made some of the most legendary games in gaming every generation. So for yeah, ever. Yeah. Since <laughs> PlayStation, they have been making some of the biggest and greatest games ever made in gaming. Yeah. So uh, you're going to have plenty of stuff to play with 740 games. So uh, definitely uh, will be worth it. Um, but I think your last point is, is really good. Um, go, you know, checking out games that you would have never gone out of your way to play. So, yeah. um, which is always exciting in my opinion. Anything else you want to add to that? All right. Thank you, Jared, for your comment. And then we got Psycho Scream again saying, I'm deaf leaning towards premium, but I really want to know what PSP games they will be offering in that tier because PSP had some real big games on it that weren't anywhere else, Still such as. Anywhere else. Exactly. Such as just like PS3 games. There's so many PS3 three games nowhere. Yeah. You have to play on PS3. It drives me nuts. Uh, such as Monster Hunter Freedom, uh, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, and whatnot. And I, I responded to you, but I'll just say it for everybody. Um, PSP is, is something I skipped over, but there's all these games I really wanted to play on it. But because of the limitations of not being able to play it because I didn't have a PSP because I'm not a portable guy, um, I never played them. So, yeah, games you're mentioning right there, games I want to play. Uh, I did play those. And I think Crisis Core got released later on things, didn't it? No? Well, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's... Uh, Hopefully they got a good PSP catalog of games uh, on this because um, there's a lot of games that I just never had a chance to play, um, which is uh, exciting for me. I would definitely want to check this out. I also want to see how a PSP game would play, um, you know, on a modern day console. So yeah. see if uh, see if it uh, lives up to modern day expectations. Anything you want to add to that? No, I mean, I think the points are all right there. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, there's a catalog of games that um, are locked. Uh, the same way, like Kenny said, with the PS3. I mean, an example of that is that, and it's always, for some reason, always an example that gets brought up. But the the one game where, like, it's kind of like a, a card system, but it's like an action combat game, and you capture the different monsters and stuff like that. And you go Folklore? Through. Yeah. 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 Um, that's PS3 only. So. That, was a, that was a cool game, yeah. Yeah, so. PS3 had a lot of weird little one-off games that were neat. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of uh, 
I think the PlayStation One and and uh, uh, sixty four era in that regard. So yeah, it just had a lot of meh too. So PS three was their was their speed bump. That was their hiccup. Oh, uh, you know when you're making cell processors that your devs can't make games for. Yeah. <laughs> And at least they tried something. They did, yes. I mean, some of the games on PS3 looked amazing, so... They're just still paying for it now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. All right, anything else? Nope. Thank you again, Psycho. Yep. Thank you for the comments, everybody, and thank you for watching that episode. Last video we are uh, checking out is uh, our review of Humankind, where we talked about Humankind, talked about Civilization a lot as well, at least I did, because the games are fairly similar. Um, it's hard not to draw a comparison and yeah <laughs> one pretty much invented the genre so uh, yeah it, it was hard to not bring it up but um, I think we had a really good conversation and uh, definitely go check that out the views at least got over 100 that was cool um, typically on game of the month I don't expect it to yeah it's a, a very personal show yeah yeah, yeah so that's cool uh, especially with the game like Human Kind of like the, not a lot of people yeah like, that's not a super mainstream game I guess so all right, so first off, I'm just going to read what I said. Um, in uh, the Humankind review, uh, in the background, and I listened to the video multiple times now, uh, you can hear uh, one of our cats, Merrick, just screaming every Throwing once in a while. Yeah. And one part of me, uh, I think it's fucking hilarious because it's so ridiculous and unreasonable. Another part of me goes, I do a show that people listen to and I expect them to have a pretty decent audio experience. And it's not very cool to have a constant sound in the background like that. So I want to apologize for that. And so I let people know as well, uh, my comment saying the backstory uh, on the cat in the background for anyone wondering, I let Merrick, which is the, our cat, into the studio for the first time. Literally, the first time he'd ever been out here was right before we started filming. Um, and uh, kicked him out, which apparently pissed him off. Lessons learned. Um, out of the two cats, that one's kind of skittish. So he like came in slow. He's checking everything out. But then he got really interested and we'll start climbing things. I'm like, no, no, no. We got to start filming. And I kicked him out. As soon as I shut the door, he just like looked at me as the door was shutting and he started yelling. Yeah. And we waited for a little bit. I'm like the entire duration. <laughs> we waited a little bit. I'm like, is he going to do that this whole fucking time? And we opened the door. He's just like looking at us. And I'm like, dude, go fucking do something. Yeah. And he shut the door. He started yelling. And, uh, yeah, he just did that the whole episode. So it's pretty funny. Also kind of annoying. So, uh, hopefully it didn't bother anyone too much. Um, but I thought it was kind of a funny story because uh, it was bad timing on my part to go, hey, you should come in here for the first time ever. Luckily, he uh, wasn't as vocal this episode. I was a little worried that, like, I was like, see, you do this every time we film now. Like, set your precedent, yeah. Yeah, I was, oof, that was, that was, it was scary the whole time we filmed that. So, anyway, backstory on that. Uh, we got a comment from Pete uh, Pretorius. Saying this is a little bit of a long one. Love the format, guys. I really enjoyed the structure of one individual reviews, two grades, and then three recommended four. Uh, thank you very much. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I also am glad you enjoyed the structure. It's something I kind of thought about quite a bit um, and it's evolved over time. So I'm glad you appreciated it. Um, in, H in Humankind, Seth, I'd recommend following Sarah's lead and fighting all your battles manually. The combat is really where 
humankind dramatically outpaces civilization, in my honest opinion. And I find it a lot of fun micromanaging battles by using terrain, walls, elevation, and unit matchups to your advantage wherever you can. Struggling to win in a tough battle where you clearly are outnumbered is really satisfying in humankind. If you skip over that or automate it, you're really shortchanging yourself, I think. Um, fair points. Uh, like I said in in my review, um, at, at least, um, I did a little bit of both. I pick and choose when I when I did the automation, but I see where you're coming from, and I do see that if you are uh, fully enjoying the combat, um, in which I don't even think I got the full experience on it, um, it would feel like you were less hands-on with your experience and not full experience in the game. So um, I appreciate um, the support and reinforcement to play that way, and especially the way you're you're saying it. It's, I, I appreciate the constructive criticism. Um, it's not even criticism, but you know what I'm saying. Like, um, you're not the, like, you the, didn't play correctly. The opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's cool. Um, all right, continuing. It's hard to compare Civ to this. In many ways, I feel it's comparing modern fantasy fiction to Tolkien. Civ has been refining its formula for 30 years. Uh, humankind just arrived. So I feel like asking which is better between Civ and uh, humankind in uh, the genre that... Wait. Did I just read the same thing over again? Oh, no, no. Uh, in the genre that Civ arguably created and has been refining for three years is unfair. In this video, I really appreciated the parts of the review that got very granular and provided specific details about what you guys enjoyed and why. Two, that's where the meat is. Be specific and tell me why. Great job. Again, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate that you appreciate that we... Um, get granular and go deeper on some of the things we uh, try to really dissect things. So I'm, I'm glad that you appreciate that. It's not for everybody. Some people don't have the patience for that kind of conversation. And uh, yeah, but we, you know, yeah, it runs along around here. We're invite, <laughs> we invite everyone to join us on these conversations, but you know, it, it might run a little long for everybody. Um, as for the comparison, I think it's, I think it's fair in a, um, a realistic way because they're in the same genre. But I do agree that if uh, we were comparing uh, it to directly to Civ in what Civ has learned over the time and its evolution, that is unfair. Um, I think I was pretty clear a couple times on that. Uh, uh, humankind does have a really good foundation. And I mentioned multiple times that humankind too, or maybe an expansion could really refine humankind to something even better uh, because I think where they're starting right now um, is a really good start starting point. So um, I do agree with you to outright go like, you know, this isn't as good as Civ um, right now would be unfair for sure. Um, but in a realistic fashion as well, these games both exist together. And um, in my opinion, as of right now, one is better than the other, but it has been around longer. So, of course, it's going to have some things worked out. But there's a lot of really cool ideas in humankind that um, I think if given enough time could flush out into something that I think would be uh, really great. So, And it's already on a good start for that. So I, I agree with you on that for the most part. And is there anything you want to throw in here? <clears throat> um, I mean, like, unfortunately, I can't remember exactly what I said in that video. Um uh, but uh, 
at least the way I feel at this current moment, I, I feel like I, I, I also had mentioned that um, I didn't really have like a hard preference one or another. I do kind of lean towards Civ just because it has been out a while and I am mm-hmm. comfortable with it. And I don't think humankind is different enough yet. But I I, um, I would absolutely sit down and play humankind. I did not dislike yeah, we, my time with it. We all so, gave good reviews for it, for yeah, sure. It is a fun game. Um, and, I, and I am excited to see, um, hopefully they decide to continue to differentiate themselves um, <clears throat> within that same genre because it's important. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be a clone. I want it to take those fundamental ideas and, and, and do the original thing. And they have done a mm-hmm. lot of that in that game. So, yeah, it's got a lot of really cool ideas um, that they, they, they could go even deeper on. Um, like I said, in the video, one thing I would like to see them do is uh, take the manual combat further. And make it even more intricate. And I admittedly didn't even try it. Um, yeah. Mostly because I knew it was going to make the game longer. <laughs> yeah. And after- you also said, too, that you prefer uh, the micromanaging aspect of those type of games and not, I guess, the intricacies of the combat. Yeah, I like yeah because I don't like lean towards things like Total War and even in like mm. RTSs. I have a couple I like, but I'm not like a huge fan of the whole genre. Yeah, um, yeah, you're not looking for like that active combat at all. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. I like the turn based strategy for sure, um, and even that, I I, uh, <laughs> I try to find as much like speeding up as I can because um, my at least in my experiences with Civ. Um, many of unfinished games because of the length. So Yeah. Um and if I oh, yeah, save dude. the game and come back to it, I forget what I was doing. So mm-hmm. the strategy's out the window. Yeah, you gotta commit like a full day to a game of Civ and if you don't finish it, it's hard to come back to it. Yeah. So but yeah, I mean I I otherwise I I think you have very fair points and, and I appreciate um that they were presented as your thoughts and, and, and points yeah. and not as a, uh, I'm right. You're wrong. And that's, yeah, really, that's really well done. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed reading this and I enjoyed your insight. And, uh, again, thank you for, uh, for your thoughts on, uh, what we're doing with the show. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, thank you, Pete. Uh, moving on, we are on our last comment. Another big one. This is from Don Alohe, Don Aloha. I don't know how you say that, Um, but I think I got pretty close. They say, I have the same sentiment for humankind against Civ like I had with Civ 5 against Civ 4. It was not ideal. The 4 had advantage of expansions and mods while 5 was... uh, Ooh. (coughs) Excuse me. Pardon? (laughs) Ran out of uh, liquid... Well, five got acceptable only after uh, GNK, but after playing, can you read this? Yeah, uh, but after playing it for a while, turning back to four was rocky at best. And after B and W, I did not have previous Civ installed for long. Uh, mostly getting bored or frustrated, or rather, and frustrated uh, halfway through. Same goes with humankind. Now it's rough around the edges, to say the least. But as uh, Amplitude sat to a genre with baggage of the Endless series on its back, 
uh, with only a single fully comparable title rather than trying to create a game fans of six previous games could marry it feels fresh and better throughout unfortunately it also it's also visibly rushed and there's a lot of ideas that were pushed through the gate while they needed a bit more time on the drawing board so this pretty first off i was right about amplitude and endless um i knew they had worked on um strategy games before mm-hmm. so um and they've worked with the sega before as well so um that's interesting that they they already kind of have a like a pedigree on working on strategy games um but pretty much what you just said is how i feel about humankind almost to a t like um there's a lot of really good stuff here it is rough around the edges though for sure it needs refined a bit but um but yeah i pretty much agree 100 percent with what you just said one again it's a great foundation to start yeah, on exactly so, yeah. yeah a lot of really cool stuff going on here especially because they've already worked on strategy games they've already made strategy games that i enjoy um this is them moving more into a foray of uh more traditional civ like strategy games and i think they did a really good job and they brought new ideas but um it does seem like a lot to put into a game for your first time and they did a good job on doing it but um they definitely could do better for sure like anybody could I want me to continue. Sure. Unless you want to reply to that individually. No, I mean, I, that, I pretty much, that's what I said is, is yeah. they had a good foundation. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in less words, I don't have a lot to say on it really. Um, cause I feel like we've gone over it a couple times at mm-hmm. this point, but yeah. good points. Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> continuing, uh, one thing I wouldn't agree with is that they were following slash looking at Civ. Uh, Amplitude is uh, adamant, for better or worse, about sticking to their own cards. In my opinion, the similarities are very superficial to the point that it is just the obvious things. Uh, of course, you spend science and research, industry on buildings and money on, well, money things. But the way those system, uh, those systems, I believe is what was... Uh, arrived to those results are different. Uh, that's why the two major complaints about humankind from the very beginning, and I'm saying this half jokingly, were why does it look like a Civ rip off, rip off, and why does X Y Z not work like Civ? Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I, I think that's fair. I think, I think a lot of the fundamentals are similar. That's one of the biggest reasons why we, um, at least I did. I'll speak for myself. Uh, compared the two, but. Um, there are a lot of individual systems that that do not work like Civ for sure. So it is interesting that it does on surface level seem like Civ, um, but also isn't like Civ. And that's actually something that I ran into when I was playing it um, for the first time, trying to become familiar with it. Is in one way I felt like really familiar and at home in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But then every once in a while, I'm like in my brain, I'm like how the fuck's this work? I don't get this. I'm like trying to figure it out. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely see that for sure. Um, and that's something that I'm going to see even more, the more I play the game. Um, because I didn't play as much as I would have liked to in the last month, but it's a good point. Um, I, I think it does have a lot of similarities for sure though, but they do, they seem to be the most mundane of features, the things that it almost is impossible. It's like the bare bones stuff to get away from. Yeah. yeah, it's just like the base of how this genre works. But you know, you play a game like Total War, 
and it doesn't have a similar system of the way the game plays uh, as Civ, whereas this does feel a lot more Civ-like than than a game like Total War does. Because when I play Total War, any of the Total Wars, I'm like, this is a this is a different game. Yeah. This is an alien game. Um, I mean, that's a combat simulator, pretty much. But yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's all a strategy game. Yeah. Um, or okay, so fu- fuck Total War. Uh, if you play like. Um, uh, I never played Crusader Kings three, but like Crusader Kings two or U- Europa Universalis, um, those games are like looking at a map and doing a lot of system dip- diplomacy. Mm. Um, it's a very different game. So uh, if I thought of like a lot of games that that were similar to Civ, I would say this one's pretty similar compared to all of those. Yeah, but again, has enough things that are different. So um, I would not call it a Civ ripoff. So at all. But it, I feel like it is inspired by it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just to kind of respond, I guess, to the uh, half-jokingly uh, major complaints. Um, why does it look like a Civ ripoff? And why does XYZ not work like Civ? Um, I, uh, l- my brain a little bit went to the latter one. I did, The first one didn't even cross my mind. I, I always welcome competition. Uh, and, yeah, for and, sure. And, me and too. ideas and, and genres. Um, but the, the latter... Um, I think it's just programmed, you know, like you, you play a game, it feels familiar, but it's also not. So your brain goes, why isn't this functioning the way I know how to do it? So well, if I play any yeah. first person shooter nowadays and the control scheme isn't close to what most first person shooters are like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, why is this not have, why is, if it's on a control or something like, why isn't circle crouch? Why isn't. Uh, clicking the right stick melee why isn't why isn't square action yeah, <laughs> yeah. like uh, you know why isn't triangle switch weapon yeah uh x jump you know that kind of shit so but you know all these games are different but there is something you fall back on typically that seems to be a standard but some people deviate from it so yeah and then uh finishing here uh also a small spoiler there's a surprising Future effect for cats or ferrets? Question mark. Uh, it changes which animal will be in the image wearing tiny, adorable spacesuit if you pursue the Mars colony and complete it. Uh, but, I mean, that's adorable. So yeah, when I responded <laughs> to that, I was like, I need to play through just to see that because I didn't know that because I did encounter the uh, the cats or ferrets thing when uh, when like rats are like running all over your city. It's like, what do you want to use? You pick one oh, or the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess that that has a thing towards the end that affects that, which I love those kind of small little details anyway in games like they need to do that, but they did. Um, I didn't encounter it because my end result was um, uh, another um, civilization uh, reaching their uh, their endpoint faster than me. So Mm. I didn't do the Mars colony. I think I reached the end of my game. It was just going too long. Yeah. So. Um, why had mine sped up? So just so I could experience the whole thing quickly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't experience that, but I would like to check that out because I think that's pretty cool. I would have not been looking out for that um, until I read your comment. So I appreciate the uh, the shout out on that. I mean, it's a small spoiler, but I don't think it really affects a whole lot. So I think you'd have to be pretty spoiler sensitive to be bothered by that one. Um, yeah, you have to be like a big fan of humankind first, and secondly, really hate spoilers. Yeah, which I don't like spoilers either. But like, 
Yeah, that kind of, that, that's a weird one for me. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, I appreciate the warning, but um, yeah, I mean, I love flavor like that in games. I think it, um, it adds personality, which is important. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else? All right. Well, thank you for the comment. Uh, Dona Lohe, uh, and Pete and everybody else who commented and saw the videos that we put out recently. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate it, but that's going to do it for this episode of Tastecast, episode 164. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to check out our other episodes, check out our socials and streams links down below, check out our discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and the podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us in audio form and we have a Patreon, if you'd like to support this channel more than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing, if you're brand new, my name's Seth. Thank you for joining me, Chevy. And thank you guys for watching. And until the next episode, have a good one and take it easy.